0: What is it?
1: Respiratory virus threats, nerve tag has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious. Assume you might be infectious. And that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further, and I I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary infe- infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean this is a horrible moment for sure. Just say, I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people.
2: vaccine or mra will ever flow through my fucking blood blood never i will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage fuck these motherfuckers
3: That working? Yes, it is. Uh, Maybe I've got to resize that somewhat. As you can tell, we've been messing around with the chat, and uh, I must, of course, uh, say thank you to Armando. Um, I hope you enjoyed your holidays. Um, Certainly sounds like you did. And uh, today is uh, always uh, one of my favourite streams to do, and that's a Spartacus stream, Uh, conscientious objection, and. Uh, the Digital Panopticon. Um, hey, how's it going? I'm good, brother. How are you? Pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, where to start? I mean, that, that was a, how should we say, that was a uh, fiery Spartacast that you did. Was it, was it last week now? That's last week, right? A couple of days ago, a few days. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, one that I found was, very much on the money with respect to the current times we find ourselves in. And, yes. you know, this... I don't know if you want to give a, a, a rundown, a synopsis.
4: Right. Well, um, basically, I kind of went into um, some anti-war views that I've held for a, a very, very long time now. Um, and uh, those views I formed over years and years of studying uh conflict in the middle east and um watching the the various reports that, that that' come out of those those conflicts in recent years and um and this this goes way back for me actually um so i i watched um uh, the twin towers fall as it happened live um a lot of a lot of people did but um mm. Yeah, I was I was eleven. Um and just sitting in front of this um twenty six inch Magnavox CRT that we had way way back then. Just yeah. sitting sitting in the living room. Luxury, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> back in oh one. Um and um uh yeah, just sitting in the living room there and kind of in, in silence and kind of in shock. Um so for me, you know, I was I was kind of even at that age I was kind of an architecture buff. Um so I knew that the Twin Towers were uh designed by Minoru Yamasaki that they um that they had like uh, a steel perimeter frame all the way around them as a load-bearing element and so on and so forth. Um and uh yeah, I was I was very very shocked by that as it as it happened, but th- but then that shock gave way to confusion when they announced, "Oh, we're going to be invading Iraq and Afghanistan."
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And um, see, because I had absolutely no idea what Iraq or Afghanistan had to do with the twin towers coming down. <laughs> as as we would find out, pretty much absolutely nothing, because first of all, Saddam Hussein didn't ha- did not have any weapons of mass destruction. And second of all, um Osama bin Laden had been hiding out in Pakistan pretty much the entire time. Yes. Uh our ally. Yeah.
3: In and in air quotes. It was a uh how should we say? Um uh, bizarre bizarre time. Look, I I can be um I'll, I'll be honest and you know at, at the time, you know, I had uh different Worldview and I, forever for my karmic debt was um and it just comes from the environment I grew up in, was uh oh we can go and push back against uh Muzzis the Mohammedans. Right, right. I was, right, uh, right. <laughs> I was well, all for it. That
4: was um the thing is 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 that that attitude was widespread in the US after uh, after the Twin Towers. Uh, came down it was it was everywhere i mean there were people are all like oh you know we're gonna make a glass crater out of the middle east and we're gonna we should nuke them nuke them into oblivion and just take out all them dirty towel heads and Mm. and (laughs) everywhere everywhere that attitude was was basically everywhere um so yeah i I, I tried to
3: sign up twice dude
4: (laughs) oh (laughs) thank and
3: I, I, i to this day man i'm like thank god Thank I God. went
4: through a phase in, in my teens where I was like, you know, I should just go join the Marines. and mm. But then I, I kept, like, you know, kept watching more closely what was actually happening here. Mm. And, you know, it, it's it's really outrageous. I mean, a lot of the people, I mean, first of all, well, Afghanistan... Under control of the Taliban back, you know, before the invasion, and they're back under control of the Taliban now. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, more it changes um, the more it stays the same. Right, exactly. It's uh, nobody's ever conquered Afghanistan in, no, <laughs> in no, no. hundreds, of, hundreds, thousands of years. So, <laughs>
0: mm.
3: I mean, that, um, um, and and look, I want I want to um, preface this stream with look, I'm very uh, those that serve. And do so honorably um i i fully fully respect um all that I come from a military family as well of course um but the simple fact is, and you very eloquently put it in your Sparta cast was that these these aren't um just wars. These are these very much are corporate um, endeavours um, designed to uh, degrade, rob, and um, essentially push agendas that are, are very, very far away from the needs of the people that actually do go and sign on that dotted line with the recruiter
4: they are wasting the lives of our servicemen to flush money out of the us tax base and into the hands of their cronies while also eroding national sovereignty and dist- and completely spitting all over the rule of law and establishing their disgusting uh, transnational private public partnerships and global cooperation which which they by which they plan to tear down all of our borders and establish this uh, culturally homogenous New World Order with one set of laws one set of one kind of currency it's just absolutely repulsive what they're doing and they're spending the lives of our servicemen to do it mm. Well, spending he, he, our and they're spending our treasure, our taxes to do I, it
3: I will say, have you seen the ghoulish ad that was put out this week it might have been end of last week where it it's a republican ad and they're basically extolling the virtues of arming ukraine and uh they're they're degrading the russian military by 50% oh, i'm not sure about that figure but um for 5% of the expenditure of the us budget we and as a extra bonus, we've managed to clear the shelves of all that old weapon stock, so we can refill it with all the latest and greatest um, weapons of war for uh, to keep the
4: industries and the
5: uh, <laughs> the bankers yes.
3: happy.
4: Um, well, it, the thing is, is that uh, people people don't realize this, but you know our our stocks of uh, hang tank guided missiles and, and bombs and and I want to
3: just address something in the chat sorry to interrupt you dude but would Spartacoon pick up a rifle on homeland soil to defend against invading yellow monkeys oh uh, I can absolutely well, assure you yes I've seen the uh... <laughs> he's probably got more guns than most of you dream about
4: <laughs> uh yes uh, let me see <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can get a picture here for the for the guys in chat. <laughs> um let's
3: let's let's say he's a, a a second amendment purist and the look man there's a big difference between those rights and you, and your responsibilities to be defending your own own land and being sucked up into a Zog war for corporate interests. Um, yes, the, uh, and we really have to, um, well, it's, it's, it's to teach the young, um, the difference. Um, there is a righteous, uh, way of, of comporting yourself. And that does,
5: uh, mean that you can, um, Defend yourself and the, yeah,
3: the, the, well, you know, we'll get into it in this, in, in this uh, discussion. Yes. I, I don't want to. Um... You, see I put, you see what I put in chat? <laughs> uh, let's
4: see. What did you put in chat? <laughs> My rifle collection.
5: I don't see it. In the liquor. Oh, it's in, it's in the discord. I would why don't I see it? Oh is is it in Phoenix oh it's not in Phoenix live stream chat it's in regular live stream chat channel. Yeah, I'm looking in the wrong. Um yes. Um
4: a uh, a a collection and yes. um from, from left to right I got a Sig M400, it's I got an AR10 uh Springfield M1A, uh Serbu R N fifty, Mossberg five hundred, Remington eight seventy. Um there's a Keltec um RFB kind of tucked away in between there. Um kind of too short to actually be hung up on the hooks properly. And then on the far end there, that's actually a Quackenbush air rifle. That's uh one of those Dennis Quackenbush custom uh like thirty eight caliber mm, um nice air rifles as a lead ball at, a, at pretty high velocity um some of those custom air rifles like that they they use them to uh to take like bison and stuff yeah yeah um
3: let's see and i i, I don't think um you're going to be seeing the chinese on American soil. I really don't. Well, the the the, the concern I have is is more and again the ghouls that you're seeing being uh, uh, that have the public megaphone are, are pivoting towards China as they're seeing them as a peer rival and uh, I don't know how much you think this is down to Wolfowitz's uh, doctrine and the um. Was it PNAC uh something for the New American Century? Proceedings of the yeah. New American Century. Um
4: pro- like Project for the New project, American yeah, century.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I mean what's your what's your thoughts on that? Um
4: The thing is, is that our um our military is is I mean has been for the past several decades led around by the nose by intelligence. And our intelligence agencies have in turn uh, been run by, essentially by appointees, put, put there by rich oligarchs. So we have this situation where we, we have a, a sort of a double government. We have a fake elected uniparty of you know elected officials who don't actually have very much power to... Set foreign policy. And then we have intelligence agencies and contractors, you know, the deep state, Booz Allen Hamilton, um, and uh, Stratfor, and all those various uh, consulting firms and NGOs and whatnot. And people talk about, and this is the part that really gets me, people talk about the deep state, like we don't know who they are right you know
0: it's it's,
4: <laughs> it's like oh the deep state and then you picture uh, you picture these guys like uh standing around in in a in a courtyard in cern wearing like these long hoods and mm. and uh, holding candles out in front of them and marching around in circles holding some occult ritual of some kind it's, no that's not the deep state the deep state is a bunch of analysts Uh, working for all the different contractors that yeah with banal uh, corporate websites that you can go and visit and (laughs) see their sick
3: contact us and uh who we are and uh you'll get all reams of corporate gobbledygook as they justify the uh the the business that they're in um yeah
4: it's the you go go to um like miters website and then they tell you you go to their about page and and it's 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 full of there there's your deep state. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: what I to say miter though, is not that uh Israeli
4: company? Uh no. No, it's uh US.
5: M M I all all uppercase M I T R E uh, based in uh Bedford, Massachusetts. Um M I T A E. M I T. And these were some of the guys that um, let me see if I can if I can
4: M I T A R E. No 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 A- A- M I T R E. I just put I just put their uh, the URL in in chat to corporation. They were also at the head of the uh, the COVID-19 Healthcare Coalition, C-19HCC. Mm-hmm. And um, if you go to their, uh, like, C-19HCC's impact report page, you can see all the different people, I mean, and all the different organizations who were involved in uh, the COVID-19 Healthcare Coalition to, uh, to track and trace, um, like, American citizens kind of a deal uh, with like digital tracking and QR codes and all that crap. And, and um, they have, uh, man, look, look at all the different organizations. I, I, I've just this.
3: fell on a page called MITRE ATT&CK, a global oh. accessible <laughs> knowledge base of adversary tactics and techniques based on real-world yes. observations. The knowledge base is used as a foundation for development of specific threat models and methodologies in the private sector, government, he, Cybersecurity.
4: security yes they use they use the attack framework um to come up with strategies to counter like hacks um so it, like phishing attacks brute force attacks uh credential stuffing and so on and so forth that basically attack is the framework that they use to the that, that businesses use to uh come up with counter strategies to like harden their their like it and cybersecurity against um against further infiltration and so on. So um and this is and a buddy of mine um actually kind of like like uh pointed out to me um that a lot of these um these organizations involved in uh in censorship and um uh essentially like 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 the Department of Homeland Security um was it their um their 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 disinformation division that they that was started up and then temp- like on a temporary basis and then shut down after they drew a lot of attention to them. Um, let me see.
5: Uh, so uh,
4: and, and look, I I, I don't want to be here
3: being a naive um, dummy and and saying there aren't threat actors out there. The the thing that concerns me is this, especially in the cyber domain is how they just basically make the
4: presumption that you're all threat actors all of us and yes Uh, i'll get into that um the department of Homeland security briefly had the uh disinformation governance board the the dgb um and that was actually part of kind of an ongoing effort by various groups to come forward and and Essentially, come up with a uh, a response to um, what they perceived as information, like filtering through the internet, uh, like like misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you see basically... Jacinda Ardern? The uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Cla- um, classifying uh, speech as a weapon of war and so on yeah. and so forth. Now, yeah, the thing is, <laughs> the the really crazy thing about this is that. Okay, so I, I actually did this article uh based on on some of the information that, that, that a, a buddy of mine sent over um entitled CogSec the Ministry of Truth and and posted it um back in July and um it, it goes into detail about all of this um and one of the things the important thing for people to keep in mind here is that uh, the these groups are, uh, do not believe that they are targeting individuals even though they are actually like censoring individual speech or trying to censor individual speech on on Facebook on Twitter well now X I guess um there hasn't been really much of that since since Elon Musk took over I guess but um the thing about it is that what they're doing that's i mean their strategy that they're using is that they're actually taking stuff like MITRE's attack framework and they and rather than applying it to hacks, they are applying it to information. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're treat what they're doing is they are acting as if like the human brain is a um a piece of infrastructure, like a hackable computer and that that certain pieces of information act like computer viruses that have to be be countered with an antivirus yeah um that's that's their whole strategy is is treating certain ideas as as viruses that they have to to counteract um so when when people say um they're treating you know w- wait a minute is this like a foreign like foreign influence thing or are they treating everyone as a threat actor well in when it comes to like Cognitive security and and info security. Uh, technically, everyone is a threat actor yeah. because any anyone can spread a rumor that they see online. If somebody sees, it, let's say, well, that, let's, that let's you...
3: bring a bit of precision into the language here. It's not it's not rumor. It's the it's spreading information that they consider to be malinformation, disinformation. There was another one as well that um, they tacked onto that. Yes, um,
4: M- M- MDM is what they call it. And, and Misdis mis, and malinformation. Mis, dis, and mal. Okay, yeah. that's um,
0: close.
4: So, <laughs> yes, um, and the thing about and malinformation is like really um, kind of disturbing when you think about the implications because it's actually what it is is it's true the true information that they consider to be harmful to their mm-hmm. interests. That's mm-hmm. like that's presented in a way that's harmful to a to a group. So, for instance, they might consider the documentary that i made to be malinformation because even though it 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 is fully referenced and refers to true events it presents things in a way that that casts like the defense threat reduction agency and darpa in, in a negative light so they would consider that to be malinformation yeah. you're 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 putting us in a bad light so you've got
3: information disorder spartacus
4: <laughs> exactly <I> see <laughs> um, to your
3: nearest treatment center
4: right um this is really weird totalitarian stuff that we that they're getting Mm. into here you should uh if you got a link to that
3: documentary it was very good um i i it's been a while since i saw it but um that still holds up very well uh yeah the biodefense mafia Um, i
4: actually uh i recently redid the the transcript for it with inline citations um excellent and it's it's got hundreds of inline citations and a couple important corrections as well. Mm. Um, so there was there was one thing, um, the one of the the most important corrections at the beginning. There, I, I believe, I think I, I might have mentioned this on one of our last streams, um, or or we might have discussed this. Um, so uh, the quote from Jose Delgado about. Um, Oh, how we need a program of psych- psychosurgery for political control of our society and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, that that quotation um, was on a number of blogs. It was on AZ quotes, and it seemed like a legitimate quotation. But and they even had a reference to a specific congressional hearing and and the congressional record. And, but then I actually started going through the congressional record and through some through various essays and found out that the quote may have actually been fabricated. Mm. Um, so. Um, and there was this one article by Barry Blackwell entitled Jesse Delgado: a, a Case Study, Science, Hubris, Nemesis, and Redemption" that that claimed that it actually came from statements made by Peter Bregan to Congress um, that that supposedly misrepresented Delgado's views. I'm trying to um, get to speak to Peter Bregan. So I I actually dug into the um, the Congressional Record. And found a record dating to February 24th, 1972, where then New Jersey Representative Cornelius Gallagher was entering Peter Bregan's article, The Return of Lobotomy and Psychosurgery, into the congressional record. Mm. Um, And even though it doesn't contain, you know, the the supposed quote word for word, um, it it actually, I mean, I, I believe... I mean, it it looks like the quote was paraphrased from that. So, um,
0: yeah,
3: but um, it's not like uh, Delgado didn't write about the need for this. um, Yes,
4: that's the the thing is, is that even though it it isn't a direct quote, um, it's actually fairly close to the views he he expressed. So, I mean, I could um, I
3: could dig my thesis out. I had a section on Delgado way back. I mean, I've forgotten most of it, but I mean, it's such, it's such iconic um, imagery of um, him sort of stopping the bull and, yes, you know, that was exactly what I was doing. And so it's, you know, it was, when you do a PhD, the, the thing they tell you to do is, oh, you've got to have the history in there. You can't just jump in with your experiments and data and uh what have you i i don't know if you rattle off free nature papers maybe you can do yes. that but <laughs> for the rest of us <laughs> mere mortals you've got to do a sort of um historical biography and the you know and it's got to be comprehensive and yes. you know I, I had to go all the way back to sort of galvani and the, his experiments and yep um and then there's a, you know there was just the stuff with uh Penfield and the homunculus and um and they were doing this stuff in the 30s and 40s sort of opening people's skulls and um mapping mapping cortical structure um yep. the the only thing that's happened is the technologies have just become more
4: compact and you know your but your traces I recently uh I, not to interrupt, but I I, I recently picked up a, a copy of the um, the very much out of print uh, Vance Packard book, uh, The People Shapers, and that's one that I I definitely recommend um, because it it goes into like back in the seventies how uh, like you know how all this Delgado you know type stuff was was um, was mm-hmm. taking off around that time you know using electrodes. Yeah. Um, electrode stimulation to, to treat mental disorders and all that. Mm.
3: Yeah, there's the. Oh, I've
4: forgotten his name
3: now as well, but there was the, the guy who was doing conversion therapy on uh, homosexuals. Yeah, Bas- Basically, stimulating the uh, ventral tegmental area and doing it whilst basically making them. Or making this
4: dude get it on with a <laughs> with a prosy. <prozzie. laughs> nice, great. <laughs>
0: um,
4: actually, there was a um an experiment that was conducted recently, sort of a well, like a clinic, a, a trial, actually, where they um they were trying to treat uh like basically otherwise intractable um a major depression. In this mm-hmm. this one patient, um, using d- deep brain stimulation electrodes. So what they did is they they did this. Um, I, bl- I believe I mentioned this this before. Um, they uh, they implanted a like a neural pacemaker that would look for sig- signs of stress coming from the amygdala, and then it would it would when it detected those, it would try and counteract it by creating a sense of euphoria by directly stimulating the nucleus accumbens. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah. Um let me see if I can find the
0: <laughs> it's kind of
4: and like and like like we said um b- back then when we first first talked about this it it's kind of shocking because when you think about that um anxiety has a a purpose. Like there are there are lots and lots of different s- uh, scenarios you can get into in real life that would make you feel anxious and rightly so like standing on the edge of a cliff um oh like like uh standing out in the street and watching a semi coming towards you um and if you have a situation where every single thing that causes anxiety is you know causing a device to to instead pump euphoria into your brain that could lead to some very self-destructive behavior yeah yeah it's
3: uh well i, I don't think we've moved that far from when they were um that we, we did very invasive animal studies and human studies, and then it's it began to sort of taper off at the end of the 70s, and it went very quiet because there was this concern around psychosurgery. And then, I want to say it was 87, 88, and Benabid found that they could alleviate parkinson's and they were doing so they would go in and use micro amounts of current to stimulate certain areas to see they they were ablation studies basically go in burn burn a region out and um but they would use a an electrode to guide the way and Give a little bit of uh, current, and they found that they could stop the tremor, and that sort of reignited the whole. Um, you know, get a well. I can't. I, I can't say that because ablation surgeries had been constant anyway. They were getting more sophisticated. They the, the, there was the development of uh, um, gamma knife surgery. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, and also for Parkinson's again, where they would do something called pallidotomy. And they could go in, lesion the globus pallidus internus and restore um function to um to Parkinsonian patients. And that the the selling point was, well, unlike a lesion study, you can put a stimulator in and if it's causing issues, you can um always turn it off or modulate it. The amount
4: of Whereas time... with, with lesioning, you know, it's permanent.
3: Yeah. 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 Once you burn a hole in the brain, man, that's it. <laughs> it just, yeah, <laughs> you can, you can find, um, plenty of pictures online of sort of brains with pallidotomy, especially as the, you know, so sort of previous generations mm-hmm. of, uh, ending their lives and they're, they're donating their, their brains. And, um, yeah pallidotomy was the it, it was the gold standard surgery technique and then deep brain stimulation just came along and blew it out the water um just because it was i don't know <laughs> you still you still die with parkinsons it's, it just adds a few more years of uh, quality of life i guess so um it's just a chance to sell more medical hardware and um <laughs> yes excuse to probe around the brain they used they used and abused me bro i thought i was doing the the <laughs> the lord's work when right. <laughs> i'm just i'm just filling in the the gaps and connecting the dots that they hadn't quite worked out for
4: uh whatever
3: whatever panopticon they do have for us
4: someone just uh commented in the um in the live stream chat and uh they they copied and pasted a quote from from uh, the Swedish Psychological Defense Agency. Uh, the purpose of psychological defense is to safeguard our open and democratic society, the free formation of opinion, Sweden's fundamental freedoms, and ultimately our independence. The psychological defense identifies, analyzes, prevents, and counters foreign malign information influence activities and other dis- disinformation directed at Sweden or at Swedish interests. It's like, wow. Yeah, that, that sounds. Um... Well, it's it's the
3: same corporate gobbledygook you hear any, anywhere and everywhere now that's just you can just twist into whatever you, you need it to do at any particular time. I actually have a copy of the People Shapers on my screen right now, courtesy of Burgle. Um nice. and it's
5: uh I'm just quickly scanning the um the contents the thing i
4: find striking about all of this is that what they're talking about here has absolutely absolutely nothing to do with protecting democracy at all democracy is about what the citizens actually want for themselves mm. it's not it's not about what these private public partnerships and stakeholders want for for us to just you know sit back and passively obey
3: well i'm i'm looking at uh Chapter seven, um, building brighter or duller people. <laughs> and, of course, the ubiquitous chapter eight, uh, keeping track of and controlling the populace. These are yes. uh, sick, sick people, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is there a sort of mentality that comes in as you
4: start sort of climbing
3: up that managerial scale? I guess there yes. is, right? That you just
4: this is. Um, I mean, what we're dealing with here is not democracy. They call themselves, a, a, you know, protectors of democracy, but they're protectors of, of managerialism, mm-hmm. the the man, the managerial system. Um, and when if people want to get into like what the managerial system actually is and what it's doing, um, then they they can't be. Going back and and reading, you know, old old treatises on democracy and statesmanship and and politics and and civics and whatnot, because this this is not this has absolutely nothing to do with any of those things whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It has it has more to do with te- with technocracy, with classical cybernetics, uh, management theory, uh, business management theory, and so on and so forth. Basically, what they, they're doing. Is they are trying to run society like a machine with inputs and outputs, and and a sort of an in, internal logic circuitry, and they don't want anything to short circuit the machine, which is the, and in, in this case would be misdis or malinformation. Mm. Um, so th- they just want it to to just keep running automatically without much inter- human intervention, and they don't want it to be too complex. Um, they don't want it to be complicated by people's um, fervently held beliefs that run counter to theirs. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that cognitive freedom is such a uh, it's such a pain in the ass. Let's just uh, sweep it out of the way. We <laughs> can't be dealing with it. But the it's a deification of algorithmic control. Right. Every, yes. Everything can be, um, as you said. Uh, Passed into inputs and outputs and uh, flows of information and um, look, I'm not saying they don't help with efficiencies and um, what have you, but uh,
2: you know
4: there should be some limits. Yes, it's um, if you will read, for instance, um, um, what what's the tragedy and. carol quigley uh tragedy and hope uh not familiar with it um people should definitely be reading that it it's i mean i i don't think it's i think it's been out of print for quite a while now and there's there are rumors that there are people going around trying to find every copy of this book and destroy it because it 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 says it says too much it Uh... gives away it gives away the game
5: and, I, you, I, and you and you see would
3: ask the uh, obvious one in that is uh, is that being uh, is is the censorship being pushed by the ADL by any chance or
4: well maybe maybe but um, the thing is is that there was one quote from this book let me see if I can find it um, uh, let me see if we can find the exact quotation. Um,
3: 30 bucks for a beat up (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, you know what I bet uh, I bet Bergle has a copy of that let's see Uh, yeah he does oh no that's people shapers but um, tragedy and hope yep we've got a copy (laughs) it's available on the library but you've got to be a select member to get in there now (laughs) Um, it's
4: I believe it's also on the Internet Archive. Um, um, the thing about this is that there was this one passage from this book. Um, okay, so I I don't have the exact I I can't find the exact quotation right now for some reason, but to to paraphrase, there was one uh, um, particular part in this book where they they said that you know both both party parties in america i mean it should it should be reduced to like a two party system right and in this two party system you should have these two parties that whose beliefs and and attitudes and um uh and policies are actually very very close to each other so that it doesn't really matter who people elect you know they they end up with essentially the same thing uh, the uniparty in other words yes yes And this is the problem that we have, is that so much of of how our our economy is run and how our foreign policy works has been delegated to supranational institutions that we don't have any control over, because these institutions are run by foreign appointees and not by elected officials. Mm. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, and
3: the the, the question I I keep running into, though, is, um, okay, you've got these hierarchical frameworks that you know the concept of country etc is <laughs> they leave us with that 18th century illusion um but the world the corporate world has moved on massively and the huge quantum leaps away from where the norm where normal people think that they should be operating, you know, just as businesses that are supplying services to a community and they've amalgamated and um, <laughs> just, uh, I don't know if there is real competition or not. Um, perhaps there was once, um, but you know, where, where does it end up at the top? and,
4: the purpose of this system is to- com- is to keep the little guy competing with each other and at each other's throats um for for table scraps while it, for for all intents and purposes the elites the oligarchs of every nation are all on the same page mm. yeah yeah and i don't know i don't
3: know where did I see it. I think I saw it in twitter you know we know we know that there was um you know the issue about the Um, different processes for making these gene transfection shots, right? So there there was basically something, it's process one, where literally they go to great expense to um, manufacture in a pure form the uh, spike protein genetic material that they want you to uh, express. And then... There's the second process which uses uh, sort of bulk methods of um, bacterial plasmids and all all the issues that come with that, mm-hmm. and we know from Australia that they were doling out they were Pfizer were keeping special batches for themselves, and I would presume their I don't know lackeys in positions in, in in the government positions, and I just wonder to what extent that really happened. How how many of the super predator class could if they wanted to got the um, pure uh, vaccine or were in a position to be able to refuse it, Just say no, I don't want to do that.
5: They
4: got they got saline, they got a placebo. I think so.
3: I mean, I've got data which says that there was a, a lack of phosphorus signature in what in one sample. I don't know. I wish I had. I wish I. Had, I had just the dried remnants of it from previous experiments, so I couldn't. Run the experiment there and then. So that's the sort of hole in that bit of data. I don't,
4: I don't think there's any consistency between. I mean, from vial to vial, from batch to batch. But, but I mean, for any of these, for all oh. we know, there there are dozens of different different um, batches with different contents.
3: Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I I think a lot of what happened was that they got um, they knew that there were serious adverse events that they couldn't that it would be difficult for them to cover up and so i think they you know well they rem- I, I think they removed the adenoviral vector ones because i think they were just too efficient in producing spike and mm-hmm. then the mrna yeah i think there was you know that because of the lack of quality control um they could water down as they needed to. And mm. yeah, who knows, man? It's it's
5: so dark what, what they've done. And the it's it's
3: technocrats um thinking that the it, it rules for thee, but not for me. Glickspiel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> assholes man <laughs> yep uh, so um it, did you get to the paraphrase of uh,
4: tragedy and hope didn't find the exact quote um let me see if i can Let's not it on screen clear. dude oh you you found it
3: mm. you have to tell me where in the book of uh to look but you know there there was a lot of this sort of writing post second world war yeah and
4: well if you and the thing about it the, the weirdest part i mean to me at least is that a lot of this stuff that we're seeing right now seems to be an echo of things that were in vogue back in the 1970s um like there's almost as if there was this this period where they were kind of experimenting with and 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 flirting with um a bunch of technocratic interventions into human life, but didn't actually move forward at that time because the te- the technology wasn't good enough Mm-mm. they just yeah. so they just kind of let it lapse into into silence you know and for decades and and just to let people forget about it you know yeah, and kind of a deal there was one um
3: but if it was biology and you know someone someone introduced me to this work when i was quite young and the name is um leo baranski mm-hmm. and he had some it it's it's basically an attempt to construct a hypothesis about biology conforming to unitary principles as they were teasing them out of physics right so the idea that electrons are part of that you know it's a field that's universal uh the, the the size of the universe as far as we can tell all these different uh subatomic particles and are they're, they're concentrating in and out of, of existence. That's, that's where the physics was going. And it was an attempt to sort of pull biology along those lines. And it was, a, it was the first real attempt in my mind to quantify the processing in... So it was a crossover with some psychology and um, neurobiology and how the brain processes in um, dynamic field-like structures that are superimposed upon the neural architecture, the fine neural architecture that we see. It took me 20 years of thinking about that to really put it in a a modern, not even modern, but just a a parlance that wasn't so uh, opaque to the average reader. And you can you can I don't know if you can find his book now. Um Leo Baransky. I have a copy, but um it's and it's got a really and, you know in retrospect, thinking of the title um Leo Baransky and it's something world civilization. Unitary mm-hmm. principles. Yeah it's called Unitary Principles
5: and World Civilize. Is it uh, scientific basis for world civilization? Unitary
4: field theory. Yes. Yeah. That's that's one of those ones that's really hard to find now.
3: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: I mean, I have a copy.
3: Um. And yeah, you can you can you can see the emergence, and again, it's much it's very much a sort of post war. Um, phenomenon obviously because of the computing advances that had been um that had taken place during uh the war and uh, and there was stuff um prior to that and you know lance a um no leo baranski um he apparently was hanging around with albert einstein uh and in regular communication with him but he makes a uh he built a lot of his work on a guy
5: called lancelot law white lancelot law awesome. and he wrote a book, uh, paper, book, Unitary Principles, Physics and Biology. And he, I want to say he was a contributor to, look, cost you 200
3: bucks, Unitary Principles in Physics and Biology. And I actually mm-hmm. found, um, Lancelot Law White a, a more approachable, um, set of theorems, I guess, but yeah. Two hundred book bu- bucks for the used
5: <laughs> used <laughs> copy. <sighs> um and you know I
3: I I I innocently was reading this stuff and I don't it it didn't really register with me the Baransky stuff i was just like yeah his sort of um prescriptions just felt very um collectivist and communist leaning and um but the like i say the but the neurobiology he was doing and trying to Build out, sketch out this um how the brain would be operating as a whole and um it was it was quite um quite ahead of its time i think um but the you know all, all this well, I've turned into uh, a literature review but
4: <laughs> this, just... I've, I've actually i found the speaking of which i've actually found the quote um that in that um in that book um in in uh, Carol Quigley's uh, tragedy and Hope it's actually tw- towards the end um, on page one thousand thirty four um let me
5: see here uh, is, that, is that right um uh, which page did you say um, page one thousand 10- 10- 1034 Um, (laughs) that's a hefty
3: time man
4: (laughs) yes it's i actually have a physical hardcover copy on my bookshelf it's it's a door stopper um And uh, let me let me see here. Um, the chief problem of the Eastern establishment for a long time has been how to make the two congressional parties more national and international. The argument that the two parties should represent opposed ideals and policies, one perhaps of the right and the other of the left, is to the Eastern establishment a foolish idea acceptable only to, to doctrinaire and academic thinkers. Instead, they believe that the two parties should be almost identical so that... that um, uh, they can control the elections without leading to any profound or extensive shifts in policy. I must
3: have a different version, because here it's talking about nuclear strategy. And oh. um Never mind. Oh, keep, keep going.
4: Um, the Eastern establishment, establishment believes that policies that are vital and necessary for America are no longer subjects of significant disagreement, but are disputable only in de- details of procedure, priority, or method. Uh, we must remain strong, continue to function as a a great world power in cooperation with other powers, keep the economy moving without significant slump, help other countries do the same, provide the basic social necessities for all our citizens, open up opportunities for social shifts for those willing to work to achieve them, and defend the basic Western outlook of diversity, pluralism, cooperation, and the rest of it as already described. Um,
3: Uh, There there was a major failing in in that statement there um, that didn't quite pan out uh, what what it should have said was what will happen is that we will allow advancement for those that comply with our ideological underpinnings and uh, we'll we'll make sure they stay in place with uh, deceptive or, or sneaky programs of blackmail and... Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that hard work and climbing up uh, the cream rising to the top. It's all those who are prepared to uh, bend the knee. I'm afraid this that... is
4: this is the problem that I've had with American politics um, for as long as I've been alive. Um, it's it's watching people argue about things that have absolutely absolutely nothing to do with the economy or foreign policy or anything that actually matters. Mm. Um, People that are just back and forth constantly about well sometimes they 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 dig into into health care um a little bit you know like like a, political parties in America you know the Republicans and Democrats are presented as having opposing views on health care um and you know Obamacare versus trump care it's it's the same thing with a few lines changed around <laughs> yeah it's yeah. uh it's really, it's, it's. I mean, if you actually read the text of each one, it's like, wow, this is, this is basically the same. And someone will say, Oh well, no, it's not the same. They have, they have uh, different co- policies for the uh, pre-existing conditions. It's like that's basically the same.
0: Hmm. <laughs> it's, well, it's basically I, I, the it's, same. <laughs> well, getting
3: back to the war issue, that, like I say, the bipartisan support for what was ostensibly. Look, I, I get that Russia um crossed over borders, et cetera, but um you c- you can't look at that in isolation. You have to look at the years and years of build up of NATO um forces and training in the region. And... years
4: years and years of Ukraine uh shelling the Donbass and killing people. Mm years yeah. years and years after a cia color revolution called Euromaidan uh essentially deposed um a democratically elected leader <laughs> yeah they don't yeah. care about democracy they don't give a shit about democracy they, st- they when when people elect people to the that this um uh, when people in in foreign countries elect officials that the cia don't want to be there they just start up a um uh, like these artificial astroturf protests mm-hmm. and then they and then they they start then they make sure that truckloads of weapons start showing up right to start a, to start a civil war if if um if people don't comply with what the crowd demands
3: mm-hmm. yeah and you know it I was following it you know it would be in my feeds and what have you but I had no idea it would devolve into what we're seeing right look
4: now look at look at uh look at libya uh during the arab spring um you know the, uh, people were throwing molotov cocktails all over the place they were trying to to bulldoze uh government government buildings in libya mm. um and and then they were like uh, when you know when they started cracking down on the rioters um, they were like, he's he's gonna genocide those people. Gaddafi's mm-hmm. gonna kill them all, and so we have to establish a no-fly zone. And then NATO's no-fly zone consisted of mm-hmm. NATO warplanes bombing civilian infrastructure, blowing up a, a, a factory that produces concrete culverts for agricultural irrigation projects. They, you know, they had this, <laughs> they had this great big um, agricultural irrigation project called the the Great Manmade River and uh and they had a factory that produced all the these these great big um concrete pipes for it and they were drawing water from aquifers to green the desert mm. and they and NATO blew it all up they yeah. blew up they blew up uh, infrastructure that supplied people with clean drinking water um Libya became a hive of Human trafficking, arms trafficking, drug trafficking. Uh, there were uh, there were slaves being sold in the public square. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 the kind of and not to and belt fed machine right alongside belt fed machine guns. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that the CIA supplied arms to um, uh, to like what is it the, the I mean, in, in similar fashion to the, uh, was it the Free Syrian Army or whatever they called it, the FSA, I think mm,
3: it yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, at, it even ended up giving it to ISIS. Yes. The, those,
4: those Free Syrian Army guys, no, nobody, I mean, nobody actually wanted to fight for them. They uh, they the CIA was actually trying to pay them a salary to get to get them to avoid, you know, like dropping their flags and going to fight for ISIS. Mm. And and in any anyway, I mean, in any case, these guys were taking arms supplied through through uh, the CIA's timber sycamore operation, and they were selling them on the black market. And they, those arms were ending up in the hands of ISIS. Yeah. And then I and then ISIS went around uh, uh fucking raping and pillaging and torturing people. Yeah. Um and it that our taxpayer dollars were well, funneled into these groups.
3: I I, I I look at the last 20 years and you know, whose whose strategic aims were achieved in in that period. And it I'm I'm sorry to come galloping in on this um hobby horse again. But it didn't help the United States, but it no, absolutely um helped Israel. Zog it did.
4: Right. It, it uh, did help Israel, yes. And once and not they... only not only did it help Israel, it helped the transnational petroleum companies and their energy conglomerates and all those guys who who basically want to turn the Middle East into um a friggin' pipeline bypass mm. to get around Gazprom. Yeah. Yeah. And... Oof. I... And natural gas is not just... People don't get it. Natural gas is not just an energy supply. It's how you get... Um, fertilizer. Mm. Yeah. Haber-Bosch process.
3: Yeah. yeah and... So... And that was one of the first things that they... Took out in Ukraine as well. Russia had whoever
4: a whoever controls the natural gas controls the food supply.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, look,
4: man, I don't want. I, I keep saying it. I don't want to be just a. These people are playing a game. A game that that the the, the populace is not privy to.
3: Yeah,
4: and they're playing a game with our lives as the chess pieces. Yes. And
3: it, it's the think tanks and the, uh, you know, Council for Foreign Relations,
5: the, um, oh, what's the, what's the other one? What's the one Jamie Metzl works for? Is that Council for Foreign Relations?
4: Uh, I'm, I'm not sure.
3: Gotten. Amy Maxman went to them as well. Um from our stint at nature um but this you know this this uh deference to these think tanks you know rand and the uh there's another one that's really famous um and they're they're all often either well they're they're hawkish or essentially um subverting of the uh, the country because they're open borders soros funded um i don't know what you're going to communist is the wrong word but
4: um they promote military adventurism mm-hmm. that uh that does not serve the interests of the of the people at all it serves the interests of of, of the transnational groups of giant corporations and you know,
3: Burgle's put in the t- chat. It's the great game. I get that that is happening, right? You, and and there's some statecraft, etc. But there seems to be something about this it iteration where
5: it's become,
0: oh, it,
5: it it's palpable
3: in its. Uh, Malevolence to literally anyone and everyone who would who would even deign to question some of their motives. Yeah, I, I, again, you... well,
4: they don't they don't want people to know they even exist. Is the thing is that when you when you call them out as a as a concerted as a as a group that is engaging in a concerted effort to undermine national sovereignty to destroy the rule of law as we know it and to render us into essentially um, stateless and exploitable human livestock mm. um, when you call them out on that they they're like we don't exist how dare you right. Right. <laughs> You've got that's
3: information the... disorder.
4: <laughs> you're you're mentally disordered. Yeah. You need you need to go see a shrink.
3: Well that's really that's a playbook from the the Soviet era. If you questioned yeah. the uh the actions of the state, you were deemed mentally unwell and you were sectioned. And I think this time that they it's probably a little more sophisticated they'll they'll get you on um effective numbing um drugs that you know that they're not uh they're not haloperidol but then and then they'll they'll seal you off in your own little digital ghetto and that's that you taken care of, and, and you yeah. it's it's something I've sort of um, pointed out with you know the issues around uh, SARS and COVID. The, the reason they're acting the way that they're doing is they know that they have this situation controlled, right? We we may think that we're talking to you know, or, or getting some reach, but that network has been contained. Even the, you know, the the super players in in that um, area are again. It's all preaching to the same um, same individuals. And in a yes, sense, yes, they use
4: they use algorithmic control mm-hmm. to make sure that that your your message is siloed so that you you only reach an audience of other true believers.
3: Yeah, yeah and again that's very much a weaponization of the technology and it's um very again malevolent in in, in its implementation and it's they don't st-
4: want they don't want people to um to reach a wider audience and introduce more people to these ideas, Mm. because that would, that would create a problem for them. They actually like it when a small number of people have these sort of dissenting views, because it allows them to come up with views that, I mean, with groups that they, um, they can uh, characterize as threat actors and so on.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, well, just, just, Thinking about the pace and the dramatic changes that we've seen since, like I say I'm I'm quite happy calling what we saw the, the first salvo in the next great war. It was biological in nature, and now they're moving and positioning themselves for uh,
5: a. I hate to think that they would do it, but I, I have little doubt that they've
3: they don't have the the same ethical and moral frameworks that um, the people we're talking to have. Um, Nuclear? I think they could do. I I think any anything and everything is on the table right now because they've they've started right, and once you once you go in in the way that they have that it's very difficult for them to sort of draw down and in you know with with respect to the you know health freedom etc whatever the the those that have been concerned around the the pandemic there maybe was enough pushback that they weren't quite expecting or it was a bit more than they were expecting. And and in that situation where um, it is being pursued through law courts, um, people have gone and done enormous amounts of work to map out
5: these networks. Um, just a good, ch- good chance for me to bring up your, um, your network. Um, there it is let's bring this up and um, that there is as is as, d- do you see the screen
3: you're watching I the stream I'd say there's probably a bit of a lag so um, it's your uh, covid-19 biodefense mafia um, um
4: i don't i don't see this screen i can
3: share. i can share i i was just wondering if you're watching on um oh watching the the stream
5: concurrently yeah, um but i can certainly share um boom. and um you know you uh, yeah. Sorry. oh has, has that messed up the sound Give me a sound check, bro. Um,
3: hello. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I don't know. I seen that the when I did the screen share, I don't know if you were moving or something, but um, oh yeah, your your voice dropped off. But um, you know, this is one. I, I mean, it's it's detailed. Uh, it does have some crossover with respect to um other. Organizations in other countries, but this is a very uh, uh, American-centric yep. um, network that you've that you've built out. And you know, I know Joanna has done a very similar thing with uh, Germany and the European countries and interactions there with Ukraine. And this.
4: Yeah, it's it's like you said, we know who they are. And... Well DARPA and Dietra and DETRA and, uh, and USAID are all central to this stuff. Mm-hmm. With um uh NGOs like um you know, Eco Alliance, Labyrinth Global Health, um Meta Biota, and so on. And um Andrew Huff um had published um PDFs or so like the NQTEL pitch decks. And stuff that they, that that uh, EcoHealth Alliance received. So even though he said he said some things here and there that, that may be a bit like outlandish, and, he, and even though he doubts that um, uh, in the theory of like intentional release, mm. um, at the same time, you know, he has actually come up with with the documents that show that that In-Q-Tel was in, was directly involved. That's the CIA's mm. venture capital mm. arm and, Look, and um, any
3: interaction I have had with him has it's not been a lot but um when I've spoken to him um, yes he's he's been pretty nailed on with uh what he's you know the the data he brought out from um eco health alliance i mean i i'm a bit sketchy about the gunfights at the okay corral but yeah yeah that's, <laughs> i'm a bit
4: sketchy on that too <laughs> but you know the
3: maybe i i don't know i mean i wasn't um, there i'm sure seen they this, were uh, fucking
4: with him I, oh yeah yeah they definitely were but have you seen this article by emily Cop um on us right to know uh, celebrated Virus Hunter siphoned taxpayer funds for his private Global Virome project. A former U.S. Agency for International Development official founded and worked for a controversial organization benefiting from U.S. aid funds while he continued to receive six-figure paychecks from his USAID job, uh, potentially running afoul of ethics laws according to documents att- obtained by U.S. Right to Know.
3: Dennis Carroll, yeah. <laughs>
4: Dennis yeah.
3: Carroll, yep. <laughs> He's um, literally the... He, he, he is a... Uh, Cut out of the 12 monkeys, dude. Yes. Right. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs>
4: um, that guy just screams CIA to me. I mean, you know, he's this is the guy who's basically like the linchpin between um, uh, EcoHealth Alliance, uh, Metabiota, Labyrinth Global Health, and so on. Uh, we've we've seen uh, Karen Saylor's um with labyrinth global health um wandering around uh you know under, under their um they were both working for the uh the, for global viral at the time global viral forecasting mm-hmm. initiative uh which which they which was then spun off into like the global global virome project um and this was i think this was back in like 07 08 09 2010 2011 around that time and it was this was like right before um Meta biota was founded i believe um anyway so you see karen's karen sailors uh, wandering around uh, like african villages with with nathan wolf mm-hmm. right so nathan nathan wolf in turn had direct connections to Gelan maxwell jeffrey epstein um uh and uh what's his face uh, boris nikolik um who in turn was connected to bill gates through the particles for humanity project um which was an effort to um to come up with like like id tagging for like vaccination you know uh, this that's one thing that these people are, are really obsessed with is coming up with a way to um to like actually like cattle tag human beings um and and, and inventory them uh using vaccination as an excuse like you know if we don't we don't know if these people are like are up to date on all their vaccines so and so on and so forth unless unless they've they've been you know cattle tagged that shows when they received a certain vaccine the date and time and and so on and so forth and which vaccine they received and also they're they're coming up with um different deployment methods for vaccines as well let me see if i can find it uh
0: har-
4: yeah particles mm-hmm. particles uh, for humanity
3: the the injection of it into the food supply and um, they'll
5: just have you eat your uh, vaccines and yes um, (laughs) where do we um,
3: where do reasonable people just start saying enough man I, I, i maybe maybe their psychological operations are just so effective and the digital control just so so on point and so um responsive right real time responsive that they can they can just handle dissident voices really easy.
4: um they're actually they they're letting dissident voices speak out so that they can data mine them and determine how best to counteract them. Yeah, yeah. And right, right now it seems like there's been kind of a brief respite from the the censorship, um, but that's not actually a respite. They are already actively planning like like uh, countermeasures against uh, a dissident speech, mm. and they and they need to take samples of dissident speech to figure out what it looks like and how best to counteract it.
3: Yeah, uh that's why uh as much as so Rumble at the moment, uh the links to Palantir of <laughs> just a bit too convenient, um, for the Meet Virologist Yeah, Nathan Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know they just came back online, uh, uh on Twitter. they they'd disabled their account for a very, very long time. And Um, Yeah, uh, about a week ago. Did you know that he was the
4: subject of a play?
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) His his wife? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What can I say, uh, Spartacus? The K26R uh, runs deep here.
5: Um... (laughs) (laughs) It does, (laughs)
3: though. Howdy, hell. I mean, (laughs) think of all the major figures there. I mean, Nathan Wolf uh, for a fact but the fact that um, Epstein and uh, Maxwell how to put and Charles Charles
4: Lieber and, Charles uh, Lieber
3: yeah it's uh, I don't know man. I, 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 can the US people wake up in enough time that, that they realize that they've got this boa constrictor um, just squeezing them ever tighter and
4: well people are being emotionally manipulated on a vast scale mm. um and have been for decades and decades and it's it is it has infiltrated pop culture to a huge extent mm. um this is something that that goes uh, like all the way back to the foundation of the CIA the CIA is essentially acting as a as a cutout for these oligarchs they're not they 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 do not represent the national security interests of america whatsoever that's the that's the first thing people need to recognize so when the cia is out there and they're picking targets for our troops to to annihilate they are they are doing so uh with the knowledge that that, that those targets are hand-picked Specifically, to I mean, to meet the national and security interests of these wealthy oligarchs and not American citizens. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, And um, I know. I, so our our lives, our our treasure, are being wasted on the, the ambitions of people who don't who don't even. I mean, their their interests are completely disconnected with ours, completely. Mm. It's, it's just, I mean, people aren't, I mean, and look at how resistant people are to en, to enlisting now. Um, yeah. I mean, after, after all this woke crap in the media, um, after, um, uh, you know, uh, drag queen story time and all that crap, mm. after, um, I mean, looking at how their kid's education has been completely degraded um nobody wants to uh to enlist for um in the military because nobody wants to 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 stand up for this crap. Yeah. Nobody wants to spend their life their their life blood defending for global homo. <laughs> <laughs> defending this this homogenizing force. Mm. Yeah,
3: and you know that's a, a, another thing to just point out with Ukraine, right, where they've got they literally have that tranny spokesperson um as their well not anymore apparently she's lost the uh, it it has lost the position i think as of today uh i saw
4: this um this realignment of our military this um the usage of the the vaccine mandate and so on to flush out conservatives out of the military that was an intentional cia ploy the reason why they did this was because they calculated and, and determined years and years ago that if a civil war c- occurred on american soil they would lose they would lose because half the the military would Im- immediately defect and 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 start a coup which would put a um a far right coalition in power um, and they didn't want that they want they want like anyone who's who's far right anyone who might have white nationalist tendencies they want them flushed out of the US military they want them on the streets they want them helpless they want them filtering into into easily eliminated like infractious militia groups they don't want them to, to have access to direct access to military resources that's why they are encouraging you know more and more more and more left wingers, more and more progressives, to join the military, to to join um, uh, in, intelligence, and so on. Uh, they're trying to attract a certain personality type who that is uh, more amenable to the the destruction of the nation state as a concept and its replacement with a with a borderless society. Yeah. Um, and it, it really, I honestly i mean i don't i don 't really consider myself to be like a, a left winger or a right winger I consider myself to be a no winger mm. i am am done with partisan politics I am sick to death of of these Disgusting manipulators and how they've driven people against each other mm. non I mean just constantly just driving the working class against like, against each other. So we're at each other's throats const- over this crap um, over these pointless domestic policies that have absolutely nothing to do with our, our well being our, our prosperity. You know, the thing the thing is what we actually need is we need a bipartisan movement against these people who are robbing us mm.
3: yeah but again um i i, I think their psychological operations are just so effective nowadays um <laughs> I am sitting here being the paragon of virtue I I spend all day scrolling the internet I'm not out <laughs> the <laughs> you know.
4: the authorities uh, the CIA and and these oligarch scum are not afraid of right wing and left wing partisans, no. not at all. They control them. Mm. They are—they're afraid of people who who can bridge the gap, mm. people who who actually want there to be a bipartisan response to tyranny.
3: Yeah, and yeah, I've, I'm praying for America, bro. I really am. Uh, if if there's one place where there's this sort of ember of um. Hope uh, it's there, and you know, i um, because you know a lot of these discussions were were had in the in, in the establishment of the country, and they they did put in the safeguards with respect to um, government overreach, et cetera, and um, states' rights, and uh, you know, in, in theory, it should just be a case of exercising. Um, those legal instruments. And but th- they've 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 managed to sort of jujitsu everyone into um into submission uh, with the uh, with a sort of legalese, a legal warfare and the if they can have bipartisan um T V campaigns where they're uh pooping and a hollering for the the money they've saved on the amount of Russian deaths that they were able to inflict, um, and at the same time you're hearing this change: oh, we've, we, Ukraine is a distraction. We've now got focus on China, and so it's 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 a non-stop beat of the the war drum, and you know who's who's gonna. Would a Trump or a Kennedy do it? Maybe, but then they could just look at that as an operational pause,
5: right? Um, they must. It would be naive to think that the
3: that permanent government hasn't thought about oh, they're coming in a candidate who will try to dismantle this um, gravy train, uh, this warped framework we have. And I just wonder what they do have uh, in response. And I I don't know, you can probably answer this better, but it, it seems to me that it's very easy to jam up American politics and the which should be a discussion and
4: refinement of policy here's the problem here here this is the problem the problem is that there are there is this set of issues that i call real issues okay things that actually affect the bottom line things that actually cost these davos people and their corporations money things that that cost the government money and then on the other side, there are the things that I call non-issues. These are things that don't cost anyone any money at all. They 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 are not like positive rights; they're negative rights. They are they're things that um, basically only require the government not to interfere in people's lives, right? So these you have these these two separate these two separate um, groups of issues. Um, they they keep people squabbling over negative rights over things that don't cost anything, like um gay marriage, you know, um drag queen story time, uh, having LGBT books in schools, um and so on and so forth and and um oh oh and, 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 and freedom freedom from freedom from police brutality. It's like what I mean that isn't okay. So like that doesn't cost anyone anything all they have to do is like not draw their their sidearm at every opportunity um like that doesn't cost anyone anything and actually i mean avoiding police brutality actually costs less if we're talking about the cost of the ammunition that they go through um so it's um the thing is is that you have this set of issues over here that's like that's non issues these are things that the party that that the um the Democrats and Republicans like flip flop back and forth on to keep people feeling like there's a, like the two parties have hold views that are in opposition to each other. And then over on the other side, we have the things that actually do matter. And here's what actually matters in American politics: infrastructure. Infrastructure matters. Whether or not we have ra- railways, bridges, uh, roads that actually work. Um, a, a, an electrical grid that actually works, whether or not uh, we have ports that, that are up to date with, um, uh, all the, I mean, with, with sufficient gantries to unload ships with, um, sufficient, uh, like, um, mooring equipment with, I mean, you know, that, that, that isn't all like out of date and hasn't been sitting there since like the seventies gathering rust, mm-hmm. um, uh let's see what else um housing
0: yeah, having that's sufficient
4: a big housing for people yeah, yeah. for people um yeah. and and not having it be people be priced out of the market on on housing um that that's a really really big issue and why is it a big issue because foreign institutional investors are pouring money into the American housing market as well as, as Wall Street and buying up these houses to sit on them and speculate on them and no one is actually living in them. Mm. And and yeah, they're just they're just I, I, using I, them as a store of value. And they're not actually and nobody's living in these houses.
3: I, I, I'm wondering if it's if it is just that, because it's it's such a um heinous, weaponizable move, right? Where you you turn everyone into renters, and you start by
4: forcing people to rent. It's it's a population control measure. They are yeah. trying to to restrict access to um, to ind- individual like family size. Homes and force people into, into tiny little little flats, tiny little studio apartments, where they can't raise kids mm-hmm. because they want people to be to be single and childless as much as possible to to prevent births. Yes. Um, so this is the thing, and also wage theft, um, corporations allowing our wages to stagnate for the past fifty years. Um, this also prevents people from from having upward mobility into the middle class, prevents them from having kids, and so on and so forth. Um, That's another real issue. Okay, so how about another one? How about another one? Um, Foreign policy. Military adventurism. Is it a good idea for us to just bomb whoever we want willy-nilly, mm-hmm. to just to just drop bombs in one country after another in the Middle East, to turn people's houses into rubble. As we can see, this has created a refugee crisis. It's also um, it created a drug crisis, you know, with opium, uh, with with heroin uh, lining our street. heroin addicts lining our streets, opium from Afghanistan and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have fentanyl coming into our ports from China that's poisoning people these are all real issues we have Im- an immigration crisis we have we um our our southern border has um uh, people fleeing gang violence and 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 drug cartel violence that is being fueled by our in- our security and intelligence forces um intentionally funneling arms and and money into the hands of these cartels
3: yeah this was something charles was um, mentioning, which is that
4: uh, this um, they are they are pushing people across the border from Mexico because they want a uh, a um, a class of of impoverished people that they can easily turn into their indentured servants. They mm. they and
3: they and they're, um they aggravate or, or they're fueling it because it it enables them to of or these organizations to uh
5: launder money right that they um by well you you would
3: say they're not escalating the fight back but they're causing the problem and as a consequence that bureaucracy which is supposed to be dealing with it grows and they that becomes a self uh, feeding parasite on all the all the money that is that goes into the trafficking, the gun running, the drug running, and the, it it uses that and grows off that. It's a source of source of power, and and, and to me, it seems it seems
4: such a solvable problem. People should read. Um, people should read the new class war. Saving the democracy, saving democracy from the managerial elite, by Michael Lind. Um, in this book, he goes into um, the uh, the true class divide in America, which is between uh, the urban managerial professional elite uh, caste and their service service industry um, slaves and uh the heartlanders outside the urban hubs which consist of you know rural rural um agrarian uh, agrarian and and um uh suburban enclaves that that don't have that kind of class structure essentially the the like all middle middle and uh, essentially like middle or lower middle class people mm-hmm. so you what you have in the cities in america is this huge huge divide between the the elites and you know and Starbucks workers right um laundromat workers you know p- people who provide all the little services along the way to the office um and then in in uh out in the suburbs you have you know more people who do more like the skilled trades and such um, who uh, you know have a have a, a a decent amount of wealth, but aren't like super dependent on a subservient cast of people. Mm. Um, the managerial elites want to just dis- utterly destroy this latter group of people. They want to destroy us. They want to. Re- they want the urban paradigm of. A two caste society of aristocrats and serfs to be everywhere. They, they and all that business about, you know, getting rid of farming, um, uh, getting rid of cattle farming, getting rid of um, uh, you know, any any getting rid of small farms, um, uh, getting rid of pastures and such. That yeah, that and, business and, 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 and replacing and, it, replacing it with um with like cricket factories in the city mm. um that has massive social implications that they don't even usually get into i mean they when they when they say all this they say oh it's good for the environment no no that's not why they're doing it though mm. they're doing it because they don't want to deal with competition from people outside the cities they don't They don't want to deal with the the politics of people outside the cities they want everyone to adopt to adopt the the politics of of the urban elite mm-hmm. um and the re- and the way they they plan on doing that is by forcing people into cities by busing them into cities by eliminating the the rural and suburban caste completely and turning it and just completely urbanizing the whole country mm mm-hmm. And smart cities also play a role in this they They essentially plan on turning these cities into surveillance panopticon prison camps mm. um they they want they want people moved into the city and they want the city to track and control everyone automatically yeah. with AI algorithms with cameras with imp- implants and they they just want it to kind of automatically govern itself
3: they yeah. they, and they don't is... want you brought this up before where there was a, um, it, it's the, it's the idea of putting governance and adjudication of law that becomes the algorithm, right? That the, the, that the, the, there isn't going to be
4: humans in that loop. Right. Exactly. So, what the thing is, is that right now the professional managerial class think that they are kind of a permanent fixture, that they're like an actual administrative cast that's just going to exist in perpetuity. No, no. they are already training their AI replacements. Mm,
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, If Bergle, if you're still in the chat, um, could you grab this one? The new class, I want to have a quick flick through that. He's missed a trick for the cover of his book, though. It should have had a sort of uh, very faint hangman's
0: noose
4: on the back. Right now, they have a a sort of a a transitional um, system with four casts. Uh, they have they have aristocrats, they have the the, the middle class, and they have the lo- the lower class, the service industry people, and be- between the aristocrats and the lower and middle and middle cl- uh, class, uh, you have this fourth class of the the that is the professional managerial class. The the foot soldiers of the managerial elites. Um, and this group of people, you know, it's the middle managers. It's the, um, it's the guys who work in administration, the guys in the, in, the, in the deep state, in all these little NGOs and contractors and whatnot. And this group of people, all they're doing is they are managing a, tra- a transition to a, a 2 caste society where you'll have aristocrats and service industry people, and between them there will be AI yeah. Policing, policing the lower cast. Mm. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, on a uh, more uplifting note, I'm sure the AI can't do any worse than uh, <laughs> what we're seeing right now. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe it'd be a bit less bloodthirsty with uh, respect to the uh, wars of choice. Um, no, I, I, I mean th- th- either. Either direction terrifies me right now.
4: Have you seen? Um, have you seen the update to uh, ChatGPT? Uh, I
3: mean, I've I, I've been following it and using it. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm not a avid follower, though. Um, I know it did just get updated with like image. Processing, yep. right? Yep, uh, they
4: just updated it with multimodal features. So now you can actually upload an image to it and the, the AI will actually describe what it sees. <laughs>
3: <laughs> can you ask it to do it in a particular style? I bet it
4: can do that, right? Um, I think you can. I think you can I mean you could ask it to describe it in the style of a particular author.
3: Yeah, right. You could give it a landscape and say, give me Jane Austen description of this uh exactly mm. yes yeah it's it's moving very very fast and you know th- again i think that's why we're we're sort of seeing all this chips in all in type behavior from uh from these people and you know it, it started um well i mean, i want to say in, in the sort of lead up to uh the the pandemic, right, where suddenly all the CEO classes, there was record numbers of them dropping out. And they were probably the ones on the inner circle that knew, eh. um whatever, you know, I don't know, you could have been like CEO of some retail company and um, you just knew that that's, that's not going to be there at the end of this process right so you may as well cash out your chips whilst you can and uh see if you can't get one of those um one of the apartments in those missile silos that they sell now um have you seen those i don't think so yeah so they they, they're you know i I guess it's a thriving industry bunkers and um Oh, oh, um, yeah. And so the old like Minuteman silos. There was this. Country. Yes, yes. They,
4: they were taking nuclear silos and and um like turning them into bachelor pads and stuff. Yeah, but that you know that's, it, that's it, it, actually, it was graded.
3: So there was penthouses and the and then then there were the scum class. Imagine imagine thinking that you were you were the the real baller and then you get in there and you all you can get is a little little studio right near the top. Right.
4: that's um that's actually a kind of a horrible idea to to reuse repurpose those old um uh nuclear missile silos um as a house because as it turns out you know they got tons and tons of toxic chemicals yeah in there that shit that just just, <laughs> just can't just I mean, people would think, you know, because it was a nuclear missile silo, there might be like radionuclides and stuff, but that's actually not the case. The most dangerous stuff in there is like the PCBs mm. and stuff, uh, you know, the polychlorinated biphenyls yeah. and stuff yeah. like that.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, like I say, uh, f- I would say if ser- serious serious carcinogens you went you don't even count for uh, one of the studio studio apartments in those uh, silos um, you're just gonna have to uh, watch the uh, watch the implosion in right in front of you uh, <laughs> God, i don't where does it end up um, yeah
5: uh, and
3: you know that there's this as we, you know we were mentioning the um the intrusion into sort of cognitive space that these these people will sit there in their meetings not be neuroscientists, but you know more cyberneticists, more um systems management. And they'll be sitting there and thinking, "Oh yeah, well we can bump up uh productivity another fifteen uh, percent, and uh we can cut the workforce ten uh, percent because of the improvements in efficiency as they as they begin to roll out these uh these technologies and um you know think about tuned tuned large language models." Right. So, yes. okay. You you might be the uh, lucky, I don't know, choose your profession, lawyer, doctor, et cetera. And, um, but you're very likely still going to be part of some corporate structure and the workload will go up, you know, inst- instead of a clinician being responsible for a couple of hundred patients, Um he can probably do a couple of thousand with, um, AI, um, yeah, or augmentation. And, you know, the, I, I, I have, I have little doubt that, um, and it's, it's kind of spooky how these large language models can extract out, um, rather sort of arcane, not arcane, just, um, obscure or difficult to find pieces of information and link it together. And, mm-hmm. you know, it It wouldn't take much to turn that to, uh, a, you know, you feed it the blood test results, your MRI and whatever other um, bit of medical surveillance you're going to do, and it's probably... Um it it'll learn real quick uh what what's what and how to how to prescribe, etc. and I was in a discussion yesterday and the question was asked, Well, you know, it is this gonna be you know, is AI gonna gonna help us to lead sort of more um healthy lives? And I can't remember, my that it was something like, um, it, it very probably could lead to a healthy, healthier populace, but essentially under the auspices and control of a um hen pecking authoritarian schoolmistress type um intrusion into your everyday um, yes. life
4: well, that's the thing is that when you look at at this all this Internet of Bodies stuff mm-hmm. and um what the these technocrats are planning um and and the, <laughs> the part that bothers me about this is that a lot of the um a lot of this stuff they really started laying the groundwork for this like years and years ago and they they published everything it was all out, out in the open mm-hmm. uh, it was it's not like it was a secret you know you you think about like um people talking about like like smart dust and nanotech back in the in the, the 2000s and then um like herman daly and and uh the steady state society and kate raworth and donut economics and all these people in their ted talks and all these meetings at davos and stuff a lot but of this I, stuff is out in the open
3: i have to admit i don't i don't know what donut economics is um,
0: um <laughs> <laughs> sounds a terrible
3: <laughs> idea for Americans it's where
4: I eat all the donuts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's see what we got here. Donut economics. Um, Kate Robbert came up with this diagram and she had this whole book about, about the, um, this economic model. And this has to do with like net zero and stuff. So, um, and I just put the diagram in the, um, in the chat there. You can see that, uh, Basically, there's there's a donut, right? That the regenerative and distributive economy is in the center of the donut. If you have too little economic growth, too low of GDP, then you lose out on the, the things that that act as the foundation of society: water, food, health, education, income, and work; peace and justice; political voice; social equity; gender equality; housing; networks; energy, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're you're off. On the other, like outside the donut, in the overshoots section, then you have like environmental degradation, Um, ocean acidification, chemical pollution, nitrogen and phosphorus loading, fresh water withdrawal, land conversion, biodiversity loss, air pollution, ozone layer depletion, climate change, etc., etc. So basically what what this chart is saying is that we need a certain amount of degrowth, but not too much degrowth, and, and, and basically just... Keep society kind of in a sort of a maintenance level in this sustainable green region between overshoot and shortfall
3: mm. okay and it's it's not a complex um
4: diagram, but it's not not complex at all mm. <laughs> but mm. the The thing about it is that this this book came out like ages ago now. let me see if I can um like a decade ago let me see uh Bring it up on Amazon here, real quick. Oh wait, oh I guess I was wrong. I guess it it, it came out in 2017. That's that's strange. I, I, know, I was thinking it came out 2014 or something. But uh, um, that's, uh, that's all the,
3: Captain uh,
5: Phoenix said, "Play the General." Captain, Captain Phoenix, Phoenix said, "Play the General."
3: Play the General. Uh, but Sparkus can't hear it. What have I got? Uh play this i've got to play something hang on i can do it so you can hear it wait one second tell me if you hear this many people still believe... i can weird. hear it you could hear it but it's really quiet
0: really, really quiet. faint
2: many people still believe that the current state of world suffering poverty disease and violence was created accidentally And that what we see today and the the global scape was the organic evolution of humanity since the industrial age. This is is inaccurate. The power elite families families have have methodically methodically and patiently grown their their global agenda agenda through specific specific objectives which which they they sought sought to create through the the use of social engineering and and hidden technological mind control control, along with gaining surveillance surveillance over our every move. Let's Let's review a brief brief summation of these goals.
3: I agree with GD Bakshi there. Um, Yeah. I'll mess up the sound. But (laughs) yeah, for sure, multi generational. um, What did you call them? Neo Malthusians,
4: right? And. The overclass. Yeah. And remember uh was it Paul Ehrlich the uh the population bomb right mm-hmm. um this is going back to the uh like the 1970s um
5: let me see if i can bring up the bring up the actual book here um where yeah there was i mean
4: and the club of rome And uh, the limits to growth report and so on and so forth. Um, Essentially, essentially, they were arguing, you know, that um, the planet can only can only hold so many people. And if we let people just breed like rabbits, they're going to completely overwhelm all natural resources and destroy the planet. And then and then the wealthy won't have anything either. And so a lot of a lot of rich people um, really bought into this, this. Ideology, and decided that it would be a good idea to limit the birth rate as much as possible. now, mm-hmm. here's the problem with limiting the birth rate. Um, what you end up with is an an elderly population that can no longer contribute to the tax base and and contribute labor mm-hmm. so and that's what they're running into all over the place is they're running into a larger no- having a larger number of, of pensioners relatively speaking, and fewer workers. And uh, Japan has this problem, you know, you've, uh, like the population's aging out. Um, America is increasingly having the same exact problem. The birth rate has reduced, and then you end up with just this aging population that, that does not contribute to the workforce anymore and doesn't contribute their taxes. Um, so they just they, they take, in, they take in welfare in the form of Social Security and pensions. And so what they, they want is they want to kill off the the people who would who would be taking in those those handouts and replace them with a a youthful generation of slaves
3: yeah which is why you see the move towards um the mass migration and uh, the 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 two philosophies emerging pretty much at the same time like that's the new
4: working class mm. that's that's who they want to replace us as the as their um their serfs Mm. And the the perverse thing is, is
3: that uh, they made it such that the indigenous, I guess, the the, the Europeans, uh, the US, the those that had uh, been there as a fixture for a long time, um, they didn't allow them to have larger families. It was a case of price them out by bringing in immigration. And
0: um, it was well, price
4: uh, prices out by by speculating in housing by driving by yeah. driving down wages suppressing wages, mm. and they, yeah. they 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 pr- they eff- effectively took uh, what should have been fifty years of a successful and healthy working class in America. They destroyed upward mobility. They 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 bit by bit they chipped away at it until it no longer existed. Mm
3: yeah um someone's saying this is world systems theory yeah um any any of this sort of uh input output cybernetic um <laughs> um reductionism of the planet um I'm sure there's reams and reams of this stuff uh let's see long 16th century can i let's, let's just use chat gpt get summary <laughs> five bullet
5: points please <laughs> I mean, five bullet point. okay World system theory
3: multidisciplinary theory that emphasizes the world system over individual nation states as the primary unit for social and historical analysis The system refers to the division of labor across the world, categorizing regions into core, semi-periphery, and periphery countries. Economic distinctions. Core countries are involved in higher-skill capital-intensive production. Yeah, that's that overclass again. (laughs) In contrast, periphery countries focus on low-skill labor-intensive production and extraction of raw materials. Semi periphery countries lie in between, often moving towards diversified economies. Okay. Um, the theory has been used to explain various global phenomena, including the rise and fall of states, income inequality, social unrest, imperialism, and even aspects like CO2 emissions. Well, if they're talking about CO2 emissions, I know it's BS. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I'm not buying that. This, this, um, how would you say the constant appeal to environmentalism? You know that that came out of that Club of Rome type thinking, and you know the it's passe to say it now. But when they're saying zero carbon, you're the carbon, right? <laughs> you you've got to stop your life while they um, while they carve out uh, a nice comfy. Nice, comfy space for themselves where they they won't be subject to
4: limits. These people are extreme materialists. They are eugenicist psychos. Um, they the things that they're doing are are absolutely barbaric. Let me in the current
3: environment and all that we're seeing. Um, what's your? How much do you think? What's the probability of there being a sort of breakaway civilization already, and their well, what would their aims be? Would they that in their in that case, I would see population reduction being a primary goal, right? Right, because they 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 would by definition be small in number and large numbers of irate hominids um could could uh ruins one tiffin of an afternoon. Yes. Um
5: I just wonder I just wonder how far ahead they could be. Pretty far ahead. Like Space warp Star
3: Trek ahead or um
4: I've heard I've heard rumors to that extent for a long time. Um ever hear about uh Gary McKinnon and the secret space program. Um, is he
3: the one that's always going around with the guy who claimed he worked at Area fifty one?
4: Oh no no. This is that that um that one's uh Hacker, um, I think from Scotland, um, who oh the, yeah into... yeah
3: the young lad who um,
4: reached Pentagon or NASA or something and yeah the DoD mm. and supposedly supposedly saw photographs of uh, gigantic cigarette shaped anti gravity craft.
3: And he was the guy that was on Joe Rogan a little while back. He claims he was at area Lazar. Well, Bob Lazar. Bob
4: Lazar. Bob Lazar. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're starting. We're starting to hear more and more uh, coming out in the media um, and in in congressional hearings about um, uh, about you know U- UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomena, mm. um, and uh, or anomalous vehicles that they can't quite just dis- i mean where they they're not too sure of their origins kind of a thing Where they're not sure if it's extraterrestrial or if it's um uh foreign power or a compartment is a secret program with um reverse engineered craft or anything like that um and a lot of people have are just just don't believe it they hear they hear this and they're like oh what they-? they're trying to distract us from something right, right? right, right. there's is, this is just this is lies
3: well, that's um, that's my position at the moment, right? Is that they're they're trying to pull such heinous uh stuff at the moment that uh, of course they would try to distract with um some blurry video from a fleur camera. But
4: um I I think that
3: video's been out for a really, really long time now, the tic tac one. Yeah, yeah. Um again, I I don't know. I'm just I'm very uh how should we say? I'm, I'm. It's difficult for me to trust any information at the moment, and, um, you know, it's 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 hard enough where I have the main experience, right? Just yeah. the, the the tsunami of what's being thrown at us, and you know, the look when I when I was growing up, I I I loved the idea of UFOs and. That type of thing, but um, until they rock up and start doing an Independence Day type, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it it's it's low down on my sort of priority list right now, and you know, like like last week I was, you know, I'm I'm I don't know if you've been following the, my streams, but there's
5: been this um oh, it's a preprint right but the
3: the conclusion of it is is that the so we know that the spike protein is amyloidogenic right this is it's is yes. common biology etc the issue is what well, what type of amyloids are they and um the that uh, the, the Areas that it could get into in the body. And Mm -hmm. this Swedish group, who were the first to sort of point out these regions in SARS, have done another study where they've taken those epitopes of concern and then tried reacting them um, with various target proteins and they find that one of those it's just 20 amino acids long is specific to prion protein and catalyzing its transition yes. to scrapie protein right and there's another one that's
4: highly reactive for amyloid um, beta Yes, um, I have been concerned for a, um, and I, I've seen studies to that to that effect for a couple of years now, where they've, they they um, they stated like unequivocally that that SARS-CoV-2 uh, spike has motifs that aggregate uh, prion tau, uh, amyloid, and so on. And I've also seen uh, there are a few papers circulating out there about um, people developing uh, sporadic Creutzfeldt-Jakob both after the vaccine and after contracting the virus. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's very, very concerning because we don't know how many people out there have essentially have latent Creutzfeldt-Jakob and don't even realize it at this moment. Yeah,
3: and so one of the avenues that I started to um, go down, and it, it's, it's very concerning that you would find... Uh, The amyloid beta is, um, I think that was kind of a, that would be a common finding. But to have one that's that's prion protein specific, right, that that rings alarm bells for me. And the, you know, you can blast the sequence and it's completely unique to SARS-CoV-2 um there's nothing even close on you know there's no close matches with um other um viruses or any any um peptide products etc and
4: an, an airborne an airborne virus with an engineered um, prionogenic sequence in it that that causes creutzfeldt-jakob uh, would, would quite possibly be the most lethal the most insidiously lethal bioweapon in existence mm. because mm. it would cause because it would cause delayed creutzfeldt-jakob in such a way that it would have no reason to have any evolutionary pressure to become less lethal right right um, uh because because the the death is delayed by so many years yep yeah. and it's there in
3: uh omicron it's slightly truncated um i don't know how the reactivity would still be but th- this you know we've we've just gone through a situation where billions have been gene transfected with that Epitope yes. and also being exposed via viral infection. Now, this, as I was sort of reading into this literature, um, I was, can still see my screen, right? Uh, yes. So I th- this came out a few weeks ago, but reactivated endogenous retroviruses promote protein aggregate spreading.
4: Right, and this, <laughs> yes, it, it, we know that the vaccine activates uh, herbs.
3: Well, um... and, and the uh, the virus itself as well,
5: and 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 this is um. Oh, I'm trying to find but what was the paper I was looking at. It was this paper. This one, right? Which, SARS-CoV-2 awakens ancient... um, I think I'm going to need the PDF. But um, the thing that
3: leapt out to me when looking at this paper
5: was... uh, one I want to say it was bio, yeah it was in the conflicts of interest statement and it's full of people not full but
3: strong links to bio merrier
5: People that made the whip right? Yeah. And this, I'm, I'm declaration of. Maybe it wasn't this paper, or maybe it was this Nature. it was one of them i'm going to have to go back and look at my notes but um
3: this uh interplay between these institutes um biomeria
5: is a private company primarily and the
3: the fact that we're looking at interactions with these Endogenous retroviruses, which everyone has,
5: Mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm, I well, you, you know,
3: what are we, what are we looking at, right? The, I'm inclined to believe that epitope being a catalyst for PRP, and somehow, and it's not really in the public literature, right? There's a little bit about herbs, but it's very um, uh, tenuous data right now. Or it was tenuous data until really this paper has come out and done a very thorough job of showing that this this interaction with herbs accelerates prion cascades and mm-hmm. um in in
5: i've been trying to get a good handle on this and it may
3: be right that in most instances that the herb upregulation may be part of an innate immune response, right? That It just happens when you come into contact with many pathogens, and it's a way of sort of signaling through the body, brace yourself, there's uh, pathogens around, um, you know, a bit, a, basically a kind of interferon, but very, um, well, the mechanisms of action would be different, but it, it, it's, it's there in all cells. Right, because it comes from germ lines. And it may but in most cases it may be protective, I think. But then you've now got this confluence where oh in the presence of prion proteins, it accelerates massively this um these these cascades which we we have very little
5: means of controlling them or uh coming up with good
3: therapeutics and yeah so it it it, it began to sort of dawn on me Well, that... they've
4: they've tried uh treating it with uh like monoclonal antibodies against um, prion proteins but that causes lots and lots of neuroinflammation. Mm, yeah. So,
3: it, it's it's a it, it's not a um, it's 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 not a very amenable uh, condition for e- e- even our sort of most far uh, cutting edge therapeutics. Yeah. And so I I I got to thinking this, right, which is, um, this, uh, control grid that they're, that they're obviously building out, you would be naive to think otherwise. Um, if they, if they turn round and say, ah, yeah, you know what, um, in the rush to get this stuff out, we didn't see this coming with potentially infected you all with prion protein how many people do you think would then agree to go along with the medical interventions for
5: protective um therapies um i think that it, it could lead to pure
4: chaos Um, if if a sufficient number of people start coming down with um with Kreutzfeldt-Jakob that's I mean if if you have like millions of people coming down with it or something catastrophic like that that would be just pure chaos I mean people I mean people would be in the streets rioting and and stealing stuff it would look like uh some kind of like apocalyptic movie i don't know it would just be absol- uh, just people would be flipping their lid um like even more than they they did a few years ago mm. um it would just be pure chaos it would be uncontrollable uh from a s i mean from a social perspective like a government as we know it would collapse
3: mm. and you know so the, people are talking about. These, these types of events and how they could emerge and you know the vaccine thing to me has played out right you can see that the uptake of it is um massively reduced right stock prices of moderna and Pfizer have tumbled yes, but, but we're in this and so what do you, what do you make of sort of Gert van den Bosch's um, thesis that uh, as a consequence of you know, vaccinating for one of a better expression in the in the pandemic um is leading to essentially a sustained level of pathogen that continues to circulate um particularly in those that essentially um, burned into their uh, immune system the uh, the the first spike iteration um
4: it's it's kind of it's it's kind of interesting because we we've seen some studies that show that that SARS-CoV-2 may try and set up a persistent infection in the gut like a chronic in- infection um and those people might be continuously exposed to spike protein um we we've also seen evidence that the that the vaccines um uh, can cause bone marrow suppression and pancytopenia uh which means reduced immune function and more likelihood of having a chronic infection of not just of, of um SARS-CoV-2 but of, of basically anything um uh, you know like uh strep and staph infections anything mm. uh bacterial infections or other viral infections, um, and, and what we're see, or even fungal infections. And what we're see, that's actually kind of, to, to some extent, what we're seeing, we're seeing immunocompromised people, uh, more readily developing fungal infections, bacterial infections, yeah. and so on. Yeah. Um,
3: um so you, have you seen this paper, this pet imaging of, um, long COVID and viral reservoirs, um,
5: and i if so
3: i i i would hedge my bets and say that Kreutzfeldt- yakov would be still the extreme end but the worst case scenario yes yeah but the um onset of early dementia the um well even long covid like states
4: um, um parkinson's um yeah. well, other neurodegenerative diseases yes yeah and i'm
3: i'm almost at the point where i'm thinking they've, they've achieved if if this is if if there's anything approximating a um grain of truth to this hypothesis they've they've rap- they've achieved their goals already. Yes. Um and you know the the next step is the, the saviour well you don't know if you've got it or not. Um so you've got a choice. You you comply and we'll give you access to and say it's something like Suppression of, herbs.
0: Right. right.
3: That, they, that they say is the way to control this. Remove the herb upregulation, and you radically slow down the prion cascades. Yes. This this suddenly seems a very um, credible, or not credible? Maybe stretching it, but certainly a possibility with respect to how they would how they could achieve the type of population control that they're they're touting in their corporate material
5: right yes but the problem is is that you you've human beings I want to push back and and not comply
4: um, well, that's why they they want their fifteen minute cities, their smart cities. That's why they want to take people's uh, weapons, uh, people's firearms away, people's cars. They want to take away people's ability to resist. Mm. They want people siloed, and they want people essentially imprisoned in in what used to be their own cities while they're being depopulated mm. and dependent upon daily medication to
5: suppress her expression. Yes. Man, that's fucking dark, dude. The darkest. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, they, really, they really thought of everything, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, it
3: hit me last week as I was looking at this and I was just like, whoa. Really? Like, herbs weren't really on my radar. And, you know, too. And the funny thing was that I just had this paper on my desk i was like i'll 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 get to it i'll get to it and i I really (laughs) well maybe maybe it was a blessing in disguise um a few more weeks before i had to choke on the the black pill but as i worked through this paper i was just you know the clogs uh,
5: clogs cogs were meshing together and And then, you know, I I went and found this paper, right? Um,
3: and again, you know, there's not a whole lot of, especially primate studies. Primate studies are really uh, valuable. But in this one where they've taken mad cow brain tissue and directly injected it into the brain of the animals and again they see this up regulation of these herbs um no no experiments done to see if they could slow it down in this instance and
4: (laughs) someone just posted in the uh in the live stream chat a good good dog he just posted um freaking um uh is it? S- star trek the uh jim hadar and the and the founders and the get <laughs> is it... K- white isn't it is
3: is that the one where they smoke cigarettes and
5: no no
3: i'll i'll go ahead and let me see if i can i i i don't know this uh <laughs> Deep Space Nine or something. Yes, it was okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I reached an age where I was I, I started to fall out with. Uh, I liked the first Star Trek, the, the original series. <laughs> yes. Ketracel White um, it was a chemical compound created to be an addictive narcotic that contained an isogenic enzyme. Uh yeah, whatever the Gemodar soldiers so, Dominion. Okay, okay, so they, they're just dependent on it. <laughs> yep,
4: they're absolutely dependent on it. If they, if they don't take it, if they rebel, then they lose access to it and are completely screwed up and then die.
3: Mm. Yeah, and I don't know, man. That there's there's a potentiality there, and it would it would really cross off so many of their tick boxes on their agenda.
5: Yes. And, um... It's, uh... It's sobering. Mm. To say the least. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. How much do you sort of put into that 2030
3: deadline? And, um... Because... I sort of read that literature and, you know, those are quite radical changes. I will
4: say that it lines up perfectly with the incubation time for Kreutzfeldt-Jakob from initial (laughs) exposure. (laughs) I guess,
3: yeah.
4: Yeah, Typically
5: about seven or eight years. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
3: I, I guess all we can hope is that it doesn't work as well as um you think it is and i i I would say this to people listening um even even when we had what was a major prion exposure in the uk it didn't it didn't launch off like they were predicting well it did shoot up and then it stopped um but the problem is, is you have this cross-seeding phenomenon, and so it might not be um, Creutzfeldt; but it's the emergent disease. It's um, the other neurodegenerative disorders. Uh, what was it? Have you seen the stateswoman? I guess the one that got um, supranuclear palsy. Well, she had Parkinson's diagnosis. She was a vaxer. And, I, um, I don't know. Develop Parkinson's.
4: Um, I don't think I've seen that one. No. Oh, uh,
3: and, and I, I did a stream at the time when she announced that she, she had the um diagnosis, and like from her symptom profile, you know, I could, from from my years of clinical experience, I was just like, oh my god, she's fucked, right? And right. Um literally i want to say less than three months later um she's basically turned around and um so there are there's multi-system atrophy which sort of hits brain stem regions and um basal ganglia as well but um that's like if you get a multi-system atrophy diagnosis five years tops
4: Right. yeah before, before you're dead and so super- well, there's multiple layers here there's myocarditis and pericarditis there's um uh aortic dissection um mm. there's uh elevated risk of cancer due to suppression of um due to introduction of oncogenes and suppression of of, of DNA repair mechanisms mm. and so on and so forth it's and and, and on top of uh um, prion disease mm, yeah. and, and amyloid aggregates and all that yeah so, you've, been, you've been
3: following the plasmid gate
0: yes mm.
4: really disturbing did Did you hear about um how the uh the cia actually paid off like several of their internal analysts they like se- senior um agents and stuff to uh uh, to come up with in, in their report to to state that that SARS-CoV-2 most likely occurred due to natural zoonosis as opposed to a lab leak. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. And today I've seen
3: that um, Fauci had a non-signed-in visit to the CIA,
4: unannounced visit yeah. to Langley.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, and so this this sort of implies that. You know, even even if they want to turn around and blame the chinese they know that they're culpable yes across many many layers um you know it's it's crossed my mind that they um would they sort of self-immolate to keep people not pointing at the k26r hypothesis that's what I've been thinking
4: today nice so good dog you just posted another one in the comments palm crystals are out you will now die suddenly (laughs) yes (laughs) Logan's run yeah what a great uh a great series
3: I need to watch
5: that again Mm. movie
3: it It was a movie and it did a tv series was there
4: a tv series yeah yeah yeah
3: it used to be weekly yeah I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they're sort of on the run as like a resistance thing, right? So it was just them them being chased through. Um, well, I just watched those 70s chicks bounce around in uh, mini skirts. And, uh, right, women, right. I mean, <laughs> um, let's see. Hibernate Blanco Box says, Fauci is totally a crypto. Um, yeah, I just I, – I don't know about the – I hear – stuff about um crypto he's a uh, he's um jesuit right and yeah um i don't i don't know enough about church history and what have you about you know the my understanding was that they were they were the hunters of um jews right that's why they were called jews. right right <laughs> right but the the i guess the argument is is that they got subverted and taken over um
4: but it, when you get into that, those sorts of things hmm. um the uh people have like a whole bunch of different opinions on who the real masterminds are at the top. Mm. Uh, very often people will say, oh, you know it's 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 not the Jews. it's not it's not the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers you should be worried about it's the it's the the Guelphs, it's um the British royal family mm. and then and then there are those people who who say no, it's not the Guelphs you should be worried about. it's the Atl- atlanteans, it's the the um and then no, no, no no, it's not the atlanteans. It's uh, it's the Vatican and uh, the old old Roman power structure is
0: still in, right, right. still in power. <laughs> it's it's it's
3: literally impenetrable and 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 I guess you know if we saw by if we're experiencing biowarfare um, that ambiguity coupled with well the historical ambiguity just it it makes it very difficult to. Um, really pin on one person or, or, or one group. And then, you know, that group is going to be one uh, uh, subset probably in uh, in any population, you know. So you can look at K26R and, you know, the penetrance into that, uh, it's not high, it's pretty small, but the fact that they have two advantageous polymorphisms which is receptor binding motif and uh cleavage site ah that's a that's suspicious to me right that definitely, that definitely suspicious held up just as much as looking up chinese American roles in this atlantean roles whatever right? <laughs> Which, <Yes. laughs> we we have to we have to look at it and um well I don't know, like at least pass the information so that um, if if we don't make it, we can somehow get it down in a form that uh, future generations
5: um, could act on it. But um, yeah, man, if, if they they got so
3: many, so so many to either
5: be exposed or. Express that peptide. That's yes, disturbing. It's um very disturbing. Yeah, um, yeah, and the the
4: thing is, is um, you know, there there are a lot of um Jewish people who are also speaking out against this stuff right now, like Doctor Shmuel Shapira and stuff mm-hmm. too, and and um, there are a lot of, and honestly it looks to me like like israel was kind of experimented on like they in, in, injected a lot of people with random yeah. stuff for it. <laughs>
3: yeah yeah i mean that, let's, it's it's not uh well you you look at that data point and it's it's obvious it's not all oh, it would be a special interest group within the group that has the genetic advantageous polymorphism and yes. that sort of, um, narrows it down. And yeah, I just, could we get some swabs from Rothschilds
4: and, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know. Well, I'm, I, I'm not going to mince words. The, the Rothschilds are directly connected to Jeffrey Epstein. Directly connected to Jeffrey Epstein. Prova, provably so. Mm. Lynn Forrester de Rothschild introduced Jeffrey Epstein to Alan Dershowitz at a party. Um... He, I mean, Epstein was working for them, mm. without absolutely without a doubt. So, the Rothschilds are involved in human trafficking. They are involved in child trafficking, in, in arms trafficking, drug trafficking, uh, organ trafficking. Um, these are uh, these are not good people. Okay. <laughs> but, but, I was asked, well,
3: why? It's not like they need the money or anything, right? Is it? I, I, I suppose if you. You've got control of those power. Yeah, power. They, they
4: get a kick out of it. Yeah, and and because it it assures the prominence of their 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 ongoing dynasty over many 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 years. These people don't don't believe in progressivism. Mm. They don't believe it. They, they, if any of their their kids happen to be LGBT, they they take them into the basement and beat the shit out of them. Mm, yeah, they, well, feed these feed people, them these... to the golems they've got down there. These yes, these these people just just want to are like the Habsburgs. They just want to crank out like an army of billionaire incest babies, right? right. To, to keep to keep carrying on the dynasty, and they don't care about anyone else. Mm. And that and and my you see my revelation, uh, like this in you know. Finding this out is you know this isn't actually an ethnic group we're talking about here mm. this is this is a tiny handful of of psychotics yeah, yeah. rich psychotics mm.
3: yeah um, that's that's very much the conclusions I'm coming to and, and the,
4: th- the thing and these people are hiding behind Jews, okay they're hiding behind ordinary Jews of average means, yeah. all right. They they're using them as a shield. Anytime you criticize the Rothschilds, oh you
5: you must hate all Jews. No, no, I don't. Mm. Not even not even close. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um...
4: They're using them as a as a human shield. They're using the, them for legitimacy for the, for their mafia like organization that they're running. Yeah. God. It's, and it's just a tiny tiny handful of bad apples mm. that are spoiling the bunch
3: but and they they, th- they have the the rains right now dude that's the thing like it's i think it was in the interview I said yesterday but like lit- literally what we what you've experienced in the last or what we've all experienced is um them scruffing us by the neck and just rubbing our faces in their power, right? Just,
4: yeah, you could, you know, a lot of people. Why wouldn't they? They have unimaginable financial resources. Yeah. Unimagined and influence everywhere. Mm. But the, so this is a, you know, it's a topic
3: that comes up a lot. Why now? Why do it now? What do they know? Because they're afraid.
4: They're afraid of people waking up.
0: Mm,
3: so they have
4: been for quite some time now.
3: Here's here's another hypothesis, right? That um in the context of human beings, we've been around for minimum two hundred thousand years, probably more. Three hundred. And If we live on, how familiar are you sort of with catastrophism and um, that there were civilizations, advanced civilizations during the Ice Age and they've essentially got wiped out because of global cataclysms and a lot of what we take for um, myth and uh, legend are the... Bits of information that came down from that that time period. And if it's cyclical, and there are some people claim that the sun cyclically causes this dip in and out of ice ages or um, space rocks, whatever, and I wonder if they just know that
5: we're coming on the end of a a cycle. And so Oh you mean like
4: oh rumors of uh, solar storms or the mud flood or that, yeah, that sort of thing? Yeah,
3: so, something really
4: um The Aztecs in
3: twenty twelve and Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you know, it's when I look at the archaeological evidence for like these floods and the ice ages and this it does seem to be this sort of 12,000 year periodicity to it. And mm. I just wonder if we're on the cusp of one of those right now. And so what, what would be the advantage of sort of doing a soft kill approach like they've done, right? So they're small in number. Right, so there's no. It makes it
4: easier to deal with evacuees.
3: Yeah, so as you get through the event horizon of that change, that there are manageable enough numbers when when the normal infrastructure that you could deploy, like like you could put the military on the streets to quell civil unrest, if you, in the current environment, but sort of post uh, i don't know what a super flare does right and just sort of toasts half the half the planet half the sun facing planet but there's still the other half right that doesn't um that could get through theoretically and so you would
4: want to whittle that down as well if we had a uh, like a carrington event level solar storm that wiped out the internet and the power grid and all that um well that would um on its own result in unfathomable levels of mass death just mm. just from the the infrastructure collapse um i mean just complete chaos from one end of the planet to the other um just unbelievable like un- almost unfathomable just how how much uh our infrastructure and our just in time logistics and everything is dependent upon the internet and um and the power grid and it being intact um we would suddenly we ha- we'd go from a civilization that that could, that can sustain billions of people to one that can only sustain hundreds of millions instantly mm. so that's that's what would happen. I mean, people would just start starving. Like crazy, crazy crap would happen. Mm. But if you
3: can um, incapacitate that mob, so they don't have the
4: uh, the drive, say to. <laughs> to disrupt civilization, to form roving bands of marauders, et cetera, et cetera.
3: Yeah, to go find those uh, deep underground bases, right? And...
4: <laughs> right, right. And uh, root, root out the, those right. assholes.
3: Yeah. I don't know, man. Would they think I, – I, I mean, if I can think like that, for sure
4: they would, right? Right. So I guess the, que- the question you're actually asking is, is this the first time they've done this?
3: Right yeah that's sort of, <laughs> that's certainly the dedication and um that has been kind of
4: eating away at me too. <laughs> mm. Mm, yeah. God. What cheery thought. <laughs> what if what if this uh, that you think that's the the, the darkest uh, the thing you can you can possibly come up with what if this entire planet is like Westworld? What if the only reason why they allow people the, the, the illusion of freedom for a brief period is so that they have essentially a theme park to live in for a brief time. And it's only when people start getting wise to the, to the, the fact that they're living in like the Truman show yeah. that they oh it's time for a reset. Let's <laughs> let's all go back in the bunker and kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. and
3: look, There's for sure an element to that predator class that are into sadistic shit, right, and it's not, it's not, um, it's on a large enough scale that people do notice, not everyone's walking around like a docile Hindu cow, so, yeah, maybe, I don't know, there's so many, there's so many factors at play, and, you know, I'm, the, the, prognostications look if you'd have asked me that they'd have lit up europe like they did 18 months ago i would would have struggled to uh believe you but um here we are here we are looking at um sustained all-cause mortality um not going away um In, um, <laughs> in strange times, bro. I wish I had your gun rack. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it feels like, like we have a very limited amount of time to, um, to wake up a large number of people to what's going on. I don't on. think you
3: can. I literally don't think you can. They, they've got it all buttoned up, and anything that would disrupt the grazing of the majority just isn't going to happen. And you know you
5: know, it, it's like um what's his face? Just he's just been accused of rape. What's his name?
3: Russell Brand. Um you know, I've I've looked at that and I'm so how should I should say, jaded and um paranoid, <laughs> I guess you could call it that. That um I know he's a limited hangout. I'm sure of it, right? You've seen him with Yuval Harari and um, he's, he's of course. in that, he's in those circles. And, you know, at this point, right, they want to, the The best thing that they could do is say, oh, we're going to, we'll, take swipes at um him will accuse him of this and then because there's a sufficiently large enough audience that is watching that thinking that they're getting the inside track they they will become more convinced of his veracity
4: and um his and what is what does he do he doesn't It's speak not anymore. just it's not just that it's not just giving him a credible um cover story it's also um demoralizing people by making them think oh oh no they they took down another one of our our leaders kind of a thing right right so they they take they take these controlled opposition guys these these cards and they burn them mm. you know every now and then and they they stop using them for controlled opposition and they just they just they Persecute and, and, and imprison them. And I was like, "See, this is what this is what happens when you defy us. It turns into a, sort of a like an object lesson kind of a thing." Mm, but, yeah, but the I, whole thing, but the whole thing is theater, for sure. Theater.
3: Um, I, I, I'm not seeing prison in his future. I'm seeing more. You know, it's it's about crystallizing the audience around him. It'll pull more people in, and it, he can he can sit there talking about. Oh, farm profits, etc. But he never touches on bio warfare. He never really gets into the details of um, the potential mechanisms that you're uh, we're all dealing with. And um, yeah, it shows it shows how ruthless and how many steps ahead that they're thinking. Right, um, whoever whoever sort of percolated to the top with respect to um, uh, dissident voices, and then yeah, and somehow he managed to he managed to do that despite literally cuddling. You Ferrari, yes. <laughs> oh man, it just gets so fucking bizarre. Yeah, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, um, Ivan Blankovak says I'm seeing Tel Aviv beach in his future. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe. Um, I don't, I, I don't know what
4: we're. Speaking of Tel Aviv, um, you know, Israel, Singapore, um, uh, South Korea are all basically central to the development of smart cities Mm, and and whatnot. So, and, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, um, you know, just, it it takes a certain mindset, a certain culture to, um, to be comfortable with that kind of level of surveillance, Mm. you know, and most Americans are not. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most Americans like, I mean, we like our privacy. And then we have these Davos freaks who are saying, you know, you're going to have to give up every kind of privacy, including, you you know, your brain. Mm -hmm. They need a a Farahani and a brain transparency seminar thing, a presentation. And um, (laughs) it's, uh, the thing is, is that they are trialing and testing this thing, sort of thing. In cultures that are that are more familiar with and accepting of a certain degree of authoritarianism yeah. and, surve- and surveillance, yeah. So, um, well, that's
3: and- that's why I think um, Asia has been relatively unscathed in the last three four years.
5: Yes, that oh, Asia is the model mm. they want everywhere to be like that. Mm. Yeah. And so,
3: you know, maybe the Japanese need a bit more compliance compared to the Chinese, but, um, yeah, their systems are in place or or they're more uh, mature here. And you have to break that spirit of um, individuality that the West inculcates.
4: Yes. Well, I mean, that's part, uh, part of the, re- the I mean, that's the main reason behind all this progressive stuff that we're seeing in the past um, decade or two. It, it's not just divisive. People think, oh, this is just this is divisive stuff. It's divide and conquer. It, it is to some extent. But on the other hand, it is also a form of psychological conditioning. The purpose of which is to make people less individualistic, more comfortable with authoritarianism and so on.
3: Mm-mm, yeah. It's it's the um, compliance through political correctness, and the um, coupled that with the well uh, multiple factors. But the, the it's meant to
4: encourage collectivist thinking.
3: Yeah, and learned learned helplessness, so that you yes. will just move along with the programs that
4: they roll out. And well, if we, if we think about it, a lot of this this progressive stuff, is just is learned helplessness writ large it's um i mean look at i mean transgender people um completely dependent on the medical system um look at uh look at all the metal the issues of mental illness the left deal deal with Mm. uh we've got depression and and anxiety ptsd and stuff and Mm. and um then that makes them in- completely depend on psychiatry, on the medical system, and so on and so forth. And basically, what this is is this is engineered dependence. Mm. Um, they want people to be as you know as vulnerable as they as they possibly can, and they want to make people sick. They they want to make people anxious, anxious and depressed. And the, the the way they accomplish that is not just socially by social contagion but also by uh, environmentally and politically um
5: just you know uh i mean well
4: wow. yeah, it's 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 just so it's just so irritating for me to think about the the stuff they've done um t- tainted tainted drugs tainted vaccines tainted food um tainted consumer products um carcinogens um uh, endocrine disruptors and so on and so forth this is this is was all deliberate mm. all right yes yeah um for sure and it's not it's not just it's i mean these people with with mental illnesses are not just people who are um uh who are weak personality wise okay they've been poisoned mm. that's the thing that's the, the thing that we have to recognize is that the uptick in mental illness in America is not, necess- not just a product of a, of a weak culture. It's a product of people actually being persistently, continuously poisoned, mm-hmm. exposed to all manner of toxins, all sorts of propaganda. You name it, they've done it.
5: Captain yes. Phoenix said the General Inkev's direct messages.
3: Captain right. Phoenix
5: uh, said the General Inkev's direct messages
3: all right i'll I'll play it and uh it's two thirty a.m dude i'm gonna have to wrap it up i've got a stream early in the morning as well um but let's do this so, so
5: we have, have to,
3: to I, mean, I mean oh sorry no no say, say what you're gonna say and then i'll, I'll play uh,
4: we have to it. have it's it's easy to kind of get into a vengeful sort of mood where we where we we think about you know the all those antifa and black lives matter people as being like as uh, being the opposition right but we have to consider that these people have been molded by forces that they that they had no personal control over whatsoever yeah um and we really need to need to strike at the source of of this uh degeneration of, of values and and health that in the source the source is just the, the industrial level purposeful tainting of, of our environments completely on every single level.
3: Oh, it's... but you've got to admit, it's part because it can be convenient. Yeah. The convenience factor. Right. <laughs> just uh, get an Uber, get Uber Eats delivered. Your plastic food in your plastic wrapper.
5: Yeah, it's. I mean, think about. Think
4: about. You know, like smelly Chinese plastic, right? You know, pe- people don't even talk about it. I've, I brought it up with, with people before, and they said, oh, are you some kind of xenophobe? Do you just hate Chinese people? It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Do you do you not do you not smell that crap? Like, people walk, walk down a Walmart aisle, and, and there's all this black plastic piled up that smells like old car tires mm. and stuff. I have a very, very sensitive nose, all right? Mm. So I, I smell this crap. I was like, what is that? And I look it up, and, you know, they're off-gassing mm. VOCs and phthalates and stuff. Because they they use too much uh, of the of the plasticizer and you end up with a product that has unreacted chemicals in it, unreacted like monomer, unreacted uh, and all kinds of VOC's off gassing. Uh, People are being continuously exposed to this stuff and it's driving them. It's driving them batty. It's it's affecting their their bodies on a fundamental level. And, And they're importing this stuff by the truckload from China it's just nonstop. It people are being in America are being poisoned. And when I say they're being poisoned, I don't mean that figuratively. I mean it literally. Mm, yeah. Oh, well, you have to just look at the Ob- obesity, mass obesity in America. It's a re- it, that is a result of the the overuse of like of seed oils, you know, palm oils and, and you know um and, fructose uh, corn syrup. Man. Yeah, high fructose corn syrup. Um, it, it basically industrial waste b- being yeah. being it, it, that would otherwise have no purpose that would have to end up in a landfill somewhere. Instead, they're putting in people's food and they're feeding it to them. Mm. So when I say Americans are being poisoned, I don't mean again. I don't mean this figuratively. I mean it literally. We can't expect Americans to have healthy politics without healthy bodies. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, this is this is where the AI uh, schoolmistress is going to come in. And uh, dictate to you to have a healthy body, right? <laughs> w- waking you up, <laughs> no late nights, get up, have your uh, have your bran, go for a walk, <laughs> <laughs> come back, take your prep for your herb <laughs> so the prehens don't get you.
4: These technocrats unironically want to do that, they want to, to use implanted nanotechnology to, t- to determine people's necessary calorie intake and then portion out certain amounts of food to them depending yeah. on on their, their body type etc etc no no you don't need that you've already eaten enough We the sensors in your throat detected how much food you ate today mm-hmm. kind of a thing that's that they literally want to do that if you're if people read like like Joseph Jornay's and Ian Achilde's papers they they literally want nanosensors implanted in every single cubic centimeter of people's bodies that yeah. can do that mm, yeah they can fuck right off <laughs> exactly <laughs> the
3: thing is Sparkus, we're a dying breed uh people like me and you and the people listening the, yeah the the, the I, I i just think the kids that have grown up with internet and um the, the they, they will
4: welcome the convenience
3: yeah 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 and unfortunately they don't know what they're giving up yeah, look, man, I gave up and uh, just let the kids play on computers.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can't talk, man. Um, sitting here excoriating everyone, I'm, I'm just as, just as wretched. <laughs> but, <laughs> you
4: go. see, uh, uh, Justin Trudeau and um, and the Canadian Parliament, and
3: oh, for the yeah, for the
4: <laughs> the, the, the standing talk. ovation for Yaroslav Putin.
3: Based Canada. What can I say? Based. Look, um, <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, we can celebrate our Uncle Aldolfio memes now. Uh, L- rock literal, up. literal shit stuff.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, man. It's the world's just getting weirder and weirder. The oh, I, I, it's like something out of Marty Python
4: skit. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's it's absurd. Um, I, I don't know what the what was um, wasn't that McKenna time wave zero <laughs> and novelty is, is that is that what we're experiencing right now like peak novelty it's the funniest thing I've ever seen <laughs> the applauding yeah, it was... yeah. well they, they've, the speaker has had to resign right he resigned. Oh man. yeah <laughs> like literally within hours so yeah it's still wow. a third rail you can't go uh, you can't go playing uh, those little uh, um how should we say motivational clips of the uh, of of german stormtroopers marching to some some trad german music <laughs> still be careful with those you can lose your job all right um i'll let you go bro and then i'll play uh gd bakshi and i'll get all out right. of here i've got uh like i said i've got to get up in the morning do hey stream. great great talk man <laughs> yeah man uh should do it more often um just <laughs> it's a job to keep up with all the events right it's just yep <laughs> all right are oh, we not on uh the... i was looking for a zoom thing It's um discord right yep all right, I've got to find you, though. There we go. There we go. All right. You take care, bro. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. Boom. There we go, folks. Uh, the awesome Spartacus. Uh, always, always a pleasure. Um, I want to say thank you to um, Gina, uh, Paul, GB, and I want to say thanks to Pod as well. Um, they, they came in yesterday. Um, thank you for the support, and um, I'll be back. Uh, the stream, next stream, with uh, Adam Green, No More News, we'll be going over the K26R hypothesis, and um, I'm sure it'll be interesting, and uh, Albert will be joining us as well. Right, that's me done out of here. I'll see you in... seven six hours i'll get some sleep all Well, right. bye-bye folks i oh, no, know i've got to play uh back fake <laughs> now we're only the end of it otherwise
2: control the bio neurology of the human population through electromagnetic signals prescription drugs uh, medical devices gmos and an assortment of toxins and poisons placed in the air water and food supply that generate many human diseases while ensuring that the knowledge to cure these diseases is made unavailable to the masses promote disinformation and the suppression of accurate knowledge within the hard sciences academia inventions and advanced technologies with the exception of those that are approved to promote the death culture objectives of the anti Sauvigny and controller groups consistently control the mass perception of reality to be created in terrorism, cataclysm and pestilence fear programming that is carried out through the beliefs held in the biblical revelations through an artificial mind control program known as Armageddon software. Armageddon programs are designed to trigger subconscious memories in the collective consciousness of previously hidden timelines of traumatic devastation that was caused by the end of Yale, such as the warring events that took place during the Luciferian rebellion and Atlantean cataclysm. This keeps people in a constant state of survival and poverty consciousness, unable to develop the personal strength required to cultivate self-determination and personal sovereignty.
3: Word, GD Bakshi. Um, you need to turn up the uh, the Punjabi quotient a little bit. All right, I'm out of here. Take care, guys. See you in a few
1: hours. You don't know how angry I am. You do? I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off after reading that little line. I will
4: be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers! I will fucking
1: kill each fucking kappa, I swear! <laughs> this is no fucking joke anymore! Ross
2: is fucking dead serious! I am fucking dead serious! These people don't know who the fuck they actually claim! Fuck these cappers. No fucking vaccine or M.I.A. or ever go through my fucking blood, blood! Never!
0: No! I will fucking die! Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking...
2: These motherfuckers
1: all them by this guy so technically about turn this let make